have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me fill you in on a few things. Like first and foremost, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor is going to distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so easy, even somebody like me can do it. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I know you hear me. Hey, this is Nick Berry, and you're listening to the I Know You Hear Me podcast with the one and only I Know You Hear Me champion, Flynn Hendricks. And you can love him or you can hate him, but I can guarantee you he's 100% authentic 100% of the time. There's no one else like him, and the man knows how to market himself. So give the podcast a listen, subscribe, and get ready for a heck of a ride. PWC Podcast with Rick Del Santo. For all your wrestling reviews, interviews, and news, Rick covers the United Wrestling Network, the NWA, and the Northeast region of the United States Independence. PWC, 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 in the zone. Welcome back, everybody, to another awesome episode of the I Know You Hear Me podcast. And I don't know if you can hear it in my voice already, but this is going to be a good one. And I cannot wait to jump headfirst into this interview. But before we get into all that, I just want to say that this is Flynn Hendricks. If you didn't know that already, chances are this may be your first episode or you may be a casual listener. And if you are, welcome back. I thank you for being here. And... After today's episode, if you feel so enticed, I hope it will push you to go back and subscribe on your preferred podcasting platform because this bad boy is everywhere. Amazon, Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Google, some others I'm not even familiar with that I didn't even know existed, probably should, but hey, we're there. That's where you get us. Thank you for listening. And if you want to, guys, leave that five-star review because I guarantee you today is going to be some five-star quality content. And I think you should rate it and review it and share it with your friends and get that word of mouth because that free 99 helps more than you realize. And on top of that, too, we got merch available. You know I got a sister podcast for this one, Tales from the Haunt. We got merch for that. Something about dogs laying eggs, me throwing Jeff out of the studio. Maybe a shirt, may not. You got to check the show notes to find out about that. There may be some Flynn merch. There may be some uh, I Know You Hear Me merch. There may be a Pro Wrestling Tease link. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Well, why don't you tell me where I can get this merch? Um, Apparently, Jesse Ventura wants to buy a shirt. You're damn right I want to buy a shirt. I was in NAM and I want to support this podcast. I was the governor of Minnesota. And, okay, well, Mr. Governor, you go check the show links right there. There's a Pro Wrestling Tees link. I can ship it to you directly at your home in Baja. All you've got to do is navigate those thousands of gallons of potable water, and I will get you a shirt. And then, if you want to take a picture in that shirt and tag me in it, tag Jeff in it, 
I'll give you a shout out on social media. I'll give you a shout out on the podcast. You help keep this show going and you also help benefit the Nashville Humane Society because they're going to get a portion of every sale. So it's a win-win. Well, that sounds like a good idea to me. Did you know that I was governor once? Yes, you said that. Well, I was also in Nam as a frogman, but I'm going to go back to my home in Baja, and then I'm going to order some Taco Bell and order some shirts. I hope your listeners do, too. Thank you, Governor. So, I don't know where he came from. I don't know what the hell Jeff just did here, but yeah, that happened. Anyway, guys, support this show. Get the merch. Take the pictures. Be one of the cool kids. Tag us, and we'll give you those shout-outs, and... Believe me when I say your name will go out to a worldwide audience because I'm watching the numbers and this bad boy is growing. Nigeria, the Philippines, London, Australia, Ireland, England, we are there. So get your name shouted out across the world. And I know you hear me when I say that. But that's enough of me shilling. I do want to say I hope this podcast finds you in a good place this week because I'm about to bring you some comedy humor. And if you find yourself in a low point, I hope this helps pick you up some, but um, no run-ins from the governor again, so I guess that's a good sign. But anyway, I have got a fun, fun, fun guest on the line here, and this goes back to uh, my birthday twin who actually got us connected here, another Mercedes Lewis hookup, which, you know, she's knocked it out of the park with not only herself, she's been on the show to interview me, she's hooked me up with Greg Arnold, Sky Gager, and... There's probably a lot more coming down the line that we can't talk about right now, but this guy is another awesome friend and a long line of people she's introduced me to, and I can't thank her enough for it. But let's sing his praises for a minute. He's a voice actor. He's a photographer. This dude loves video games. He self-admittedly hates social media, and his background right now on the screen is just tripping me out, but it's so awesome. It's my pleasure to have on the show tonight Brian Vaughn. Man, Brian, how are you? I'm doing good, but I have to say one single thing. What's We're that? talking about governors and wrestling, so I, I had a I had an epiphany for you. Oh, <clears throat> I, I I was going to give you one of one of two things, but I've decided the if we're talking about politicians and wrestlers, uh, I got a bodybuilder I'd like you to meet named Arnold Schwarzenegger. What would you like to do if we're talking about former former governors and the guy the the, the whole United States? Come on, well, Hercules is here. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you tell me what you did in California, eh, Mr. Schwarzenegger? Let me tell you this. You did the steroids. You did the bodybuilding. I was called the body naturally because I was in Nam in a frogman suit. I learned how to get my abs underwater. Pardon me. Didn't you die first in Predator? <laughs> we don't, don't talk think about you... <laughs> that. <laughs> you are... Think about it this way, Jesse. Hold on. Think about it this way, my man. In Predator... Instead of who killed you, the Predator Man. Oh, spooky, scary skeletons over there. Now, guess what? In the first cut, Jean-Claude Van Damme would have done it. How much of a pansy are you feeling now? <laughs> you would have had Jean-Claude in a lobster costume killing you. <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you about a lobster man or a skeleton man, but I'll tell you I'll feed his femurs to the dogs, and I'm going to call in my friend Sylvester Stallone. Hey, Arnold, what's going on there, man? Ah, you want to talk about knives? That's not a knife. I have a knife. I saw your little Rambo knife. It's a little toothpick compared to me. We're not talking about the toothpick knife. That's that's for the back side at the the crafties and catering, okay? Look, I was trying to get you on the side of the Dispendables, the Dispendables 7, but you wouldn't answer my call. Something about Chris Pratt knocking up your, your daughter or something like that. It was too important. 
Listen, Chris Pratt can, he can get out, okay? I'm going to send him out to California. He doesn't belong here anyway. You know why I, I didn't go to your stupid little show when you gave me the little phone call like, oh, beep, beep, hello, Arnold, is that you? Can you be on my show? I said, no, I was having an expendable experience with my colon. You can take that call and shove it up your pepperoni. <laughs> I can, I, if you okay, have you ever heard that though? The whole like pepperoni, a punch of pepperoni through your head thing. No, that old no. old me. If I if I found that, I would read that for you. No oh problem. God. That was a great Arnold skit. Oh my god! A horrifyingly it, hilarious Arnold skit. It's like, if you don't like pepperoni on your pizza, I'll take a pepperoni and I'll punch it through your head. Why does that sound like something Will Sasso would do impersonating? <laughs> see, the, see, I was going with that one instead of the other one, which was uh um. Bone saws ready. Oh yeah, yeah. Bone saws ready, little spider oh, freak. Yeah. yeah. The the cream rises to the top. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh-huh. Yeah. Drop that Ooh. elbow. Yeah. Elizabeth. Yeah. Saving the world from, from the meter meteors when I passed away. <laughs> I suplexed the apocalypse for you. Yeah, and I saved everybody in the process. Unlike that Hulk Hogan. He's selfish, yeah. Ooh, Hulk menace. Ooh, I wish I could do a Hulk Hogan impression, but I, I can't channel that handlebar mustache here. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, dude. I picked up that mean, nasty Andre the Giant brother right in the Silver Dome, 700 pounds, pressed him over my head, and slammed that mean, nasty giant down to the ground. Then I dropped the leg and messed up my back, one, two, three. And then I said the, uh, an intolerant word on camera, brother. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I'm going to use your abilities here to, to, to piggyback off that and give it a try. <clears throat> For first time, I'm going to try Hulk because of you. Uh, oh, yeah, brother. I'm going to take your head, and I'm going to pile drive it into the dirt, brother. <laughs> I don't know what this show has turned into starting off, but I did promise. Rage. <laughs> I hurt. <laughs> it hurts. I, mommy, my tummy hurts. Help. I don't know Where's if I'm, the pink stuff. <laughs> I don't know if I'm sweating or if I'm crying or if I just got an ab workout, but I don't it's know it's what like I need. I think the pink stuff. You mean Soylent Pink? No, not that. <laughs> That's called the end of the world. No, no pink juice. <laughs> mommy, mommy, I don't need that. That that corrupts your DNA, Mom. I don't know. <laughs> Man, okay. <laughs> breathe. It's okay, Flynn. Breathe. Yes, conscience. Yes, I will breathe. Yes. Good morning, Flynn. This is your conscience speaking. Man, you sound I a lot saw more what evil you, today. I saw what you did with that cookie, Flynn. You saved it for your friends, and then you ate it. <laughs> I saved it's it like, for my wife, and I ate it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I, that, what am I talking to? A ghost now, then? <laughs> oh, God. Well, she made them. She didn't burn the house down doing it, so. Oh, so, okay. Look, if I try to bake anything, I'll die. I love cooking, but comes to baking it's like i leave that to my girlfriend because uh it's like follow the instructions on the baking manual to achieve great maximum amazing chocolate chip cookies five minutes later the house is on fire you didn't turn the oven on i know i just put it i put it in a bowl oh. yeah 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 i put it in the bowl i put it in the bowl i put it in the bowl i don't know what's going on jamie put the cookie down now they're on fire they're my cookies oh they're so good Put it down! Don't make me come over there. I'll show you. I'll show you what a knuckle does. Oh my god! Okay, I, I really don't know how we got started on this, but this is just—I'm either gonna kill over with ab cramps by the time this interview's done, <laughs> or I'm just going to sweat myself to death. But it's gonna be worth it. Uh, 
So I got to know, man, just like, where did this come from? Because you were telling me before like we started rolling film here that you grew up on a farm. So where did you develop this acting background and the ability to do these voices and everything you're doing right now? Because, like, I'm in tears right now. How did you learn to do this, and where did it come from? Listen, uh, what, I, what I initially started to do when I was a child, <laughs> once upon a time, I fought it, and I just gave it a voice. No. Um, <laughs> it was your magnum anus. My magnum anus. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I was I was a, I was a very very uh, lonely boy growing up, and I was I'm an only child. Um, I was raised in the town of Canfield, Ohio. Basically, it's exactly how it sounds: fields. Mm. And my father, we had a six acre uh, kind of rundown farmish area. It was okay, and I went to a, a rich school full of kids, but I didn't have a lot of money. So think think a kid who like goes into the environment where everyone's like, oh, I have a Nintendo, I have this, I have that, and I'm like, hi, I want to make friends. They're like, no, and I'm like, hi, I want to make friends. <laughs> like, if I'm, no. if I'm persistent, it will happen. But I I figured like very early on, I gained a healthy respect for like uh, animals, for life, for for basically just having imagination. I watched mm -hmm. cartoons all day, like. Uh, uh, it's like Zoink Scoob. I watch Scooby Doo all day, man. It was it was great. I would watch, you know, uh, uh, Space Ghost. I would watch yes. Birdman, uh, El Cabong, and all of them. Everything. And then I got into Looney Tunes. I got into Tom and Jerry. I mean, I I loved cartoons growing up. And every day of my life, I would uh, basically just play pretend. That would that was me on an, in a nutshell. Every day of my life was I just would relax, enjoy the nature outside. I mean. Mm -hmm. After a while, I, I learned what video games were because my uh, my uncle, he actually gave me my first like Nintendo my, and, and NES, regular NES with like Zelda, Zelda 2 and all that. Wow. And he helped me. That That's what helped me learn to read a lot when I was like, uh, I don't know, four or five. Because I, I, back then they had like the manuals are like 80 pages long with like mm -hmm. comic books in them. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. But they didn't have any voices to them. And I grew up watching cartoons. I watched, I mean, even though everyone thinks it's uh, pretty lame these days, uh, I even like the uh, the old school Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. The yeah. ones that are live action. They're crappy oh, yeah. now. I mean, granted, if you've watched Dragon Ball Evolution, you'll understand crappy. Play that with watched, a drinking I have game. not watched that abortion. I will not watch <laughs> that abortion. But, Don't listen, ruin that franchise for me. Play, play that. Play that movie, and every time you hate the movie, take a shot of vodka, I guarantee you'll die within the first 10 minutes. <laughs> you'll either die or you're going to have to call somebody in Mexico for a new liver stat. Let me uh, but, let me find a time machine and call 2011 me because he may be up for the challenge. <laughs> well, like, that, that's how, that was where it came from was, like, just I had a lot of imagination and nowhere to re really release that. I didn't have friends or anything, and as I got older and older, you know, I, I, I never – okay – this is going to come as a shock to if I have any of my uh, 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 people that really love me out there that watched my like D&D content. I've only played Dungeons and Dragons twice in my life. More than me. And uh, I, I love Dungeons and Dragons. I love Pathfinder. I love RPGs in general. That's my jam when it comes to gaming. Nice. Because they have the most unique <laughs> stories, voices and all that. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that made me fall in love with like being a dungeon master. I've never played it, but I've ran games for people and I love bringing characters to life. So around, I don't know, 2019, my, my ex-girlfriend said, you know, you should just be a, a voice actor, go on radio, something. And I said, why? She's like, try it. You'll see what happens. So I tried it for maybe 
a week. I, I got a, a really cheap microphone. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a, a, an audio interface <laughs> or nothing. Went online, applied for like 15 jobs, got one, got paid for it the, the day of almost. Wow. And I'm like, what the heck? I mean, I don't have a lot of work, mind you, as a voice actor itself. Right. I really don't. But that was the, like, I got into meeting. I said, I said to my dad, I'm like, look, I don't have any money right now because I, I just don't have any money. And he's like, I will front you $200 to get the microphone and the audio setup you need, which is what I'm using now. And he's like, make it back. And I, I just made it back within about a, a month wow. minimum. And because I because I got real lucky. Yeah, um, I have a background in drama in middle school. That was about all the acting like I've ever taken. Mm -hmm. Eight years was long. No, not eight years. Six years of drama, all improv, because I liked improv more than script work because oh, yeah. I didn't really get to work with people. So I said, I'll just improvise everything. And I liked method acting. Like if uh, if I'm reading a script and I, you can't do this, obviously, with everything. But if I'm reading a script like uh, and and the man slapped himself in the face, I'll be like, I'm like. Oh, goody. <laughs> like, I don't know if I like it or if I hate it, but I'll act it either way. Um, but like, that's what I'll do. I'll roll with that. And then, and then just like, I, I liked that at Nettie. I liked everything growing up. Dragon Ball um, anime got into a big, big field for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, there's not anything I don't dislike. And then I just kind of fell in love with voice acting from there. It's, it was just a natural progression of necessity and my playfulness coming into a professional field. <laughs> Absolutely. And then a couple of things I want to come uh, come back to on that. The first thing is, you know, you said your dad furnished you the $200 to, hmm. to get the mic and the audio set up. When they noticed you, you know, making this uh, leap into this endeavor here, what was that like for them? Like, you know, he lent you the money, but when he first saw it, was he supportive? Was he hesitant? Was he like, what the um, hell are you doing? What was that like? Well, <clears throat> what you have to understand is my, my mother is tech illiterate and she's mm -hmm. old. Uh, my father is is tech savvy, but he's old. And he literally looked at me. He's like, and and pardon my French. I'm going to say because this is the only way to do him justice as a, uh, a former former veteran. He goes, <clears throat> if I can do like the cheesiest old man voice I got in me, <clears throat> who the hell would pay for your voice? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, excuse me. He's like, it's like, how much did you make? And I'm like, I'm like, uh, fifteen bucks. He's like, holy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what? You didn't think I could do? And he's like, well, I mean, if it floats. And I'm like, all right, Dad. I mean, he, <laughs> they're very supportive of me. And I don't, like, they literally said, like, I mean, that's one of my favorite things in the world is uh, I got darn lucky. My parents are the kind of people who are like, you don't have to pay a dime to us, even if you were a millionaire. You could stay with us till the day you died if you had to. Um, you could do whatever you had to do. We will support whatever you got. But for voice acting, they can see that it's something I'm not only good at, but I enjoy doing. So they're like, "Yeah, go for it. If that's your if that's your venue to to life, go for it." Absolutely. And that so he may not understand anything to do with it. He's like, "What is technology, and how do I turn on a light switch?" So I mean, I showed him like a, a, a p. I, what? Okay, best example. I showed him Windows uh, Windows Ten. He's like, Ugh! and he pulled up like a cross out of nowhere, and he's not religious. Yeah, it's like the devil. No, Windows ninety five. And I'm like. No. <laughs> MS-DOS, damn you. Yeah, I would like to have my MS-DOS or 3.1, please. Oh, Where's my Commodore? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I get that, too, because, like, again, most of my family is, is of that generation as well. And then, like, one thing you said right there, too, is, like, hmm. you're a damn good voice actor. We've, we've heard that on the show already, and it's barely been 15 minutes. <laughs> but... 
as we all know, in the world of voice acting, if people haven't picked that up from interviews in the past, it hmm. comes in waves. It comes in ebbs and flows oh, yeah. where you have hot booking periods, slow booking periods, or there's just nothing coming in, but you're still auditioning. What yep. was it like for you, like, not only navigating <laughs> that the first time you experienced it, especially booking something your first day, but how oh, did yeah. you, like, accept that and then practice it and take it to where you are now with what you're doing? Man, that that's something I try to talk to because this is weird for a lot of voice actors. They mm -hmm. even the, like the elites. Like I say, Mercy is getting up there in an elite status. Oh, absolutely. And and I I talked to her and she's like, "You really don't have more work than me." I said, "I probably have been in eight things in three years." And she's like, "How on earth do you not have more work?" Because I've had. And I, at this point, I should just make a class out of it and charge people. But I've had at least 100 people come to me a year just say, hey, Brian, how do we get into voice acting? How do we do this? How do we do that? I'm like, that sounds familiar. What do I know? <laughs> I'm like, I don't get booked anywhere. And they said, well, you got to know something. I said, well, yeah, I guess. But I like I, the one thing I tell everybody to begin with is like you got you got to realize confidence is your big winner here. And you don't want to you don't want to get unconfident you don't want to have arrogance right because yeah. if you you got to learn to handle your failures and your success stories because you got some voice actors and good lord have i met a couple of these guys and that's why my block list is so long <laughs> you get them they're they're so good at what they do but they get arrogant with it yep and i'm like well that's not the way i want to be and then you have some people who are like good at it but they don't get booked and they get sad and they just like lose interest. And I've had to build people back up from that. I'm like, dude, no, no, no. You're not going to get work right away. You got to come back in and keep fighting for it. It might take years, but you'll get something. And when you get that one, something, that one thing, it'll kickstart a lot more. It's true. Like when I got my first thing, I was surprised. Uh, I had no confidence going into it. I mean, like I, I tell people all the time um, when I got into voice acting, I had, uh, I was already struggling with my everything. I didn't know what I was doing in life, anything. Mm -hmm. My relationship at the time was, in my opinion, terrible. And uh, that went on another two years. Oh, God, did that go on two years? Um, and <laughs> he's like, you're laughing at that. It's like, like, don't worry, it's gone now. I, 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 I know the feeling, though. Trust me, I've been there, done that. And that was before uh, a pandemic. Exactly. See, and uh, mine was long distance across the ocean, nonetheless, too. Oh, so, I mean, I mean, I, I went to a London Comic Con with this girl, everything. So, I mean, I, I met her and all that, but it was wild because of how like the, the just like I was so motivated to try to do something in my life and my confidence was zero. And then voice acting came and I said, OK, I've always told people and I have to I have to own this. If you start winning and succeeding at something, you cannot let it corrupt you. I'm like, I will not let it touch me. I said, I'm going to keep working my ass off. I want to make sure I do as good as I possibly can so I can get better and better. So I started talking to people. I started asking questions. And at the same time, I'm like, if you guys want a fun story, I had, I literally just got diagnosed at the same time with ulcerative colitis. Oh, so yeah. And I'm like, imagine voice acting when you're running to the bathroom. Like, oh no, my colon rolled a D20 and I got a nat one. It's like every time you can't trust a fart, it's literally going to be one thing or another. It's like you got a whole like a, a D100 you got to roll and you have a wild magic chart that you're going down with the farticles, right? You might have a random, you know, like tiger shark. That's a really bad one. A blart, a Paul Blart mole cart. That's a fun one, too. You got to like oh grab the boxers when you're doing that one. You don't know what you're going to be doing in the booth. So like I, I had I had a toot in the booth. I'm like, oh, great. A Dutch oven to myself and I'm going to I'm going to go to hell. Praise, praise the Lord. Help me. Um, 
and I'm doing all this while, while trying to trying to freaking gain confidence. I'm like, oh, right. good. I can gain confidence while, while literally stuffing a, a sponge in my pants, I guess. I don't know. I can't trust a fart. How am I supposed to build confidence? Vince here from ShamWow. <laughs> you got a Shammy. You got a Tammy. I got you. It's like, nah. But, like, I, I, I sat there, and the, the one thing I had aside from voice acting in my family was a beautiful cat named Cuddles. Ooh, and uh, I had res- I, every, every animal I've ever had I rescued somehow, and her story was good, too. Um. She w- I had her for like eight years at that point, I think, maybe six years. And uh, I had re- rescued her when it was like cold outside. It was, it was snowing. The picturesque, mm-hmm. like, it was cold. It was a wintry, starving night, and it was frozen everywhere. It was a blizzard. Sarah <laughs> McLaughlin's playing in the background. Yeah, exactly. And, th- and then you have a little, little, uh, little weird, just like just like epic quietness. And then, then like Enya starts playing or something. <laughs> and she starts like, then like the Titanic flute plays, the, 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 the bad tectan- uh, Titanic recorder plays. Because I'm out there like negative 20 degrees in boxers because i'm crazy like that i don't care <laughs> and she just saunters up to me she's like gaunt barely barely i'm like okay listen i don't know who you are but you got to sit on my lap or you're gonna die today i can tell you're on your last leg she jumped on my lap fell asleep i'm like okay her name is cuddles that's my cat now and uh, that was the only thing i had aside from my family at that point and through that she got me through also colitis she got me through all that crap and then 2020 she passed away and then that's when i decided okay my ex has to go (laughs) because she was nasty about it she didn't support me with my voice acting at that point um so 2021 hit and i said you know what screw all of this let's let's take everything i've learned and toss it on its head and start building confidence first thing you gotta go she's like but i've loved you for four years i'm like but you're stupid bye-bye you're mean (laughs) you a mean lady boston tea party remember that (laughs) so like like I, I was like i said to her i'm like here i'll break up you with you the best way possible i'm gonna microwave my tea she's british by the way that's sacrilege over there apparently and uh, that was all like i i just i'm like you know what? i gotta have a laugh with my life i gotta let this out very true so, there you go I mean, my god you have a career in stand-up if you haven't already figured that out <laughs> listen i'll just call i'll just uh, i'll just steal the corpse of george carlin maybe his powers will save me with that <laughs> But like, like I handled that success so so well because I had a very small support system, and I promised I wouldn't let that get to me, and I got one of the best jobs I'm still working from that, which is a very rare job to get. Uh, I am primarily working for a guy on YouTube, just narrating Dungeons and Dragons stories. Nice. I helped him get from like ten thousand subscribers <laughs> to one hundred seventy thousand subscribers or something. Um, yeah and wow. uh it it was weird and oddly enough and i'm they're like oh we love your voice i'm like none of you came to see my twitch channel <laughs> like i got like 600 over there and there's like everybody else is over there like who is this guy that's this mystery voice man i'm like well my boss is irish do i sound irish i mean i'm not i mean i i'm not i could get drunk maybe i'll sound a little bit more like my boss but i don't know but yeah i mean i got that and uh from there i just i just started building i said you know i gotta i gotta believe in myself i gotta go and there's people like looking at me saying bry you know you're doing it just keep going so i would ask questions i'd be like that pestering little kid at a supermarket wanting a chocolate bar i'm like how do you do this how do you do that how do you do this how do you do that no i'm not telling you you will tell me or you will die (laughs) Like I, I, st- I started like getting really annoying with people because I'm like, I want to learn and right. the best way is firsthand. Tell me how, tell me how it works. Share your secrets so. with me. 
yeah, that's just what I did. And then the moment I learned all of them, I did the one thing that no one said. They say, don't do. I'm like, I'm telling everyone because yeah. you have to learn from somebody who's willing to not lie to you. Because exactly. you don't want those competitive morons out there who are like, <laughs> oh, voice acting is competitive. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you, but uh, I'm going to teach you halfway and then let you figure it out. And then if you screw up, that's on you. Me, I'm like, I'll teach you everything I know. Now I'm going to do it for money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I will not, I will not deny a single person any experience or knowledge I got because people didn't deny me. Some people didn't deny me at all. And I met some people like Mercy. I met her. She didn't deny me. Yeah. I've taken workshops through her because I'm her friend and she's taught me a lot. And um, to be quite honest, it's just, just got to keep going with it. That's so I, it. I, just, I took the first victory and I just walked with it. And man, just speaking of her, she is the one that helped me because everything you just said about you know the people that will help you halfway and mm. give you just enough rope to either save yourself or hang yourself. Yep. That's what I came from for like since 2007, 11 years at that point in wrestling. That was all it was. It was never like it was like maybe one person out of 100 or 1000 that was willing to help you and actually be genuine about it. But then when you come into this world and you do meet somebody like Mercedes, yep. it's just like I think it's night and day. Yeah. And it's like, you're, you're hesitant, but it's like, you figured out like, Oh damn, she's, she's genuine. She's being it, real. Exactly. She practiced what she preaches. And it's, it's so cool. And it, like just hearing you give back too, because that's one thing like people, and I'm not, I'm not discouraging people to not go learn from these people that have been there, done that. But oh, yeah. people that may not be as well known like ourselves, we can still help people starting out because He's asked me how to get into voice acting. I'm pointing at Jeff over here. I've had other actors in the scare world ask me. Like, there are experiences that we are just so fresh into that we started, like, because we started around the same time. Mm. And, you know, like, it's still fresh on our minds, so it's easy to relate to these people. So we can be just as beneficial to them sometimes as taking these big-name workshops. Exactly. You know, you, you, people, it's not like... Um... Uh, I don't know what would be a really uh, wrestling would probably be the best one. It, uh, it's a very competitive sport mm -hmm. and you don't want the, the guy who's above you at the gym is not going to teach you how to beat him. He would never do that. He'd teach you like, you got to do road work. You got to like lift sandbags. You got to do this, and that yep. conditioning, but he's not going to teach you the secrets. He's not going to teach you how anything works. You got to let your body find out the natural movements and then have a, like a trainer, you know, fix that and tweak it and whatever. Mm -hmm. But then in voice acting, you got, two sides of the spectrum well three really you have the newbies who don't know anything and are scared and they like me when i was first starting i uh, a lot of people said you know like the, the nastier people i don't talk to now they're like you got to rely on yourself figure it out yourself and i'm like i would rather skip the first 10 years and go from from like you know standing there drooling like a small child going to literally sprinting down the field yeah. even if i collide in that field with a with a cement block in my head and i lose a couple brain cells doing it i'd rather be able to say i can sprint down the field and have something and you can learn from at that point, ex too. Exactly. It's an experience that you're trying to acquire. And you're not trying to steal anything from anybody else. You're just trying to gain knowledge. So when someone, like, even when I'm streaming, if, if I'm playing a game and some guy just comes and is like, oh, I really love, like, you know, your impressions, whatever. What can you tell me about voice acting? Can How do I get into it? I'll stop the stream and I'll be like, okay, look, this has nothing to do with the video game that we're playing. But I will teach you everything I know, my child. Get a pen and paper. What's the pen and paper? Get out of my stream, four-year-old. <laughs> now, this isn't the digital age. Get out. You're banned. Do you not see the 18 plus? It's like, I, 
I'm only three and a half years old. You can't voice act. You can't even fart out a syllable. Get out! Call <laughs> <laughs> me back when you tell me how many syllables are in. <laughs> but like, I will stop and I will talk someone's head off. Like, when I went to 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 what was it? Uh, I went to TwitchCon 2017. Unconfident, mm-hmm. not really anybody there. Not a voice actor. Everyone's like, "You have a great voice," but ah, thank you very much. I like to think I have a good one. Yay! I went to London Comic Con. I uh, learned very quickly the dangers of being a powerful voice actor. <laughs> it's like being a Sith Lord. Um, because uh, I saw like a lot of cosplayers, like uh, obviously at that time, Rick and Morty was the big one. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, geez, Rick. And I'm like, oh, I can't do Morty because I'd have to kick myself and, and the family jewels really hard to do that. I'm a baritone. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but I saw a Rick cosplayer and he comes up to me. I'm like, I'm like, hey, man, can you do do me like your best Rick impression? Because he was really good with his cosplay. He's like, it's like, like hey, Rick Sanchez. I'm like, you're Rick Sanchez. If he was trying to gargle a frog, what happened there? Are you OK? You want me to pat you on the back, give you a little hug, a little nudge? What's up? And I'm like, like let, let let me learn you something there, Sonny. It's like I can't do the burps on command, but it's like back in the day, it's like it's like I could really do a good Rick impression if I really wanted to, Morty. But it was it was unrefined. I couldn't do it really well, but I did it good enough. And it's like just help each other out with it. Just yeah. teach people what you got. Basically, I, I tell I was teaching people like at Comic Con, just walking around. Like I, they would just hear me pulling off random voices when I'm like pointing at something. Oh, that's really cute over there. I'm going to go see it. And someone like, how did you do that voice? I'm like, well, it's going to take at least 10 minutes. You want to try to learn? <laughs> it's like, I just, I have no problems like stopping and doing that. It's, it's a family curse. People just want to come and talk to me. Like I know something. I'm like, okay, pull it out of my ass and maybe I'll figure it out. <laughs> put me, put me into the fire. I'll figure something out with it. That's how I figured that, out this podcast. Exactly. Once you pull it out of your butthole and you and you you rub it a little bit clean, not your butthole, the the idea that you pulled out, the bulb. Okay, I don't know why it was in there in the first place, but okay, it's all right. And you just wipe a little bit clean, plug it into an electrical socket. Oh, don't shock yourself, there, sweetheart, and blah, and then it's gonna be just fine. <laughs> and make it or break it. Uh, oh man, it's so it's so true though, but it's so cool to see like you being so willing to just give back, and I know it it's a phrase that some former guests may not like on this show and that oh, others here we live go. I'm by excited. But it, it you know it's like an attitude of gratitude like you enjoy what you do here we go and... i know that phrase someone's gonna be oh you want to put live laugh love on your on your on your stuff too it's like no i'm saying jackass i'm not a karen but i swear to god former guest tomcat will probably kill me in my sleep <laughs> but it, it, it's true though because you're so willing to to give back because you know what it's like to ask those multiple, yeah. multiple people. And like you said, be that fourth grader that's just trying to to learn everything because you love yeah. what you're doing. And you exactly. want other people to have that same feeling, and that's what it needs more of. It's it, it's We're all in our 30s here. Yep. It's about it's, – it's the best way to say it is pay it forward. Exactly. If you, if you want to learn something, learn it. If you want to teach someone, teach it. Don't just absorb it and turn into a monster because if you do that – where does it stop? It's like how Batman, Batman once said, it's like, when you start killing one of them, where does it stop? You yep. kill the Joker. Okay, what are you going to do? Go kill the Riddler? You're going to go, you're going to go, like, kill the Penguin in, in the night, too? You're going to go kill Mr. Freeze, Ivy? 
No, you're not going to kill every jaywalker across the street. No, you're going to arrest them, put them in there, blah, blah, blah. Same with voice acting. Same with any trade that you learn. It's like if you're, don't die, Jeff. Good Lord. Good <laughs> Lord. Let's all say a prayer for Jeff. He just, he just literally tried juggling knives. I'm, it's so weird over there. What, was this not the carnival? It's the podcast. They can't see you. Oh, God. He's got a sword out now, too. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, please. Debra, Debra, get the holy water. This boy is really going in today. I don't know what you're oh trying God. to impress over there. Flynn, are you impressed by it? He's, oh, I'm God. Scared. He's I am get terrified right now. Oh, no. The chainsaw and the goat trick. Oh, we know the thought and the half ain't real. Oh, there's blood everywhere. Okay, we're done with him. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Jesus, this is just wild and gross. Oh. Good Lord. <laughs> I don't know where this podcast turned into. I don't know where Jeff learned to juggle. But you can I know, see that right? it failed horribly. I know. I, I Listen, listen. I saw it. I believe it. And no one else can see it. So uh, you're just going to have to believe us when I say that he, he he just picked up like 600 goats and just started flinging them around the room. He said something in Latin backwards, too. I really don't know what's going on over there. But Flynn, I think you've got a demon in there. I think my studio might be possessed or built on an Indian or ancient Native American <laughs> burial ground. I don't want to get the PC police or the spirits of said PC police on my case. Listen, we, we, we don't want Craig T. Nelson to come over <laughs> and pull criticism out of its ass. Don't go into the light, Jeff! No! And then Flynn turns his head. That's just reflecting off his head. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> My God, I don't... <laughs> oh, Lord. Don't worry. In a couple years, I'll, I'll probably get that, too. So I, I'm, I'm just preparing myself for make, getting jokes at, at my own hair loss. So I'm excited for that. Wax on, wax off. Listen, listen, our Daniel son. <laughs> Jefferson. <laughs> Jefferson. You must allow me to podcast. teach you. You 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 must end the podcast and go out into the world. <laughs> the world of martial arts. <laughs> and I just, oh no, don't karate ch oh that action figure was worth so much money, Jeff. What's wrong with you? Not my orange coat, uh, Master Roshi. No, not Master Roshi, please. Oh, is the magazine still okay? <laughs> <laughs> How did you see that men's health issue right there? <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, well, you see, I, I don't know what's going on over here. I, I just, I just tuned in, and there's people talking about naughty magazines and colons and goats, and this is what new people do these days. We used to just go out and pay five dollars for a video footage. <laughs> I went to the drive-in with, with my sister, Sharon, and now you guys are, are playing cornhole with actual corn. <laughs> oh, I don't know what this podcast has become, but I am all in on it, what, and I am okay. What have it. I become? I juggled a goat, invited Brian on, and I lost my hope. And there's a rhyme there, but it's like something about don't drop the soap. <laughs> <laughs> don't drop the don't drop the goat in Jeff's case. Don't don't drop the goat. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh no! See see, I told you, live audience. We have a goat. It has entered the building. It's labeled number three. Where are the help other two, Jeff? Me, Jeff help me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no! Peter's on the line. No! They're gonna get us now. Well, why don't you tell me how to juggle a goat, Jeff? Oh, no. Here we go again. This, this episode just went bad.
<laughs> when I was in Nam, I was underwater juggling goats in a swimsuit. They called me the juggling frog man, Jeff. Why don't you tell me how to do it? God damn it, Dutch. Now we're talking about juggling frogs and this weird man talking about some Tahiti Nam place. What are we doing here anyway? Orpher. Trying to get gold, Orpher's like, No, Dutch, we ain't trying to get the gold. We're trying to hide from the God damn Pinkerton. <laughs> That's my favorite video game. <laughs> I can't. I Listen, can't. Red Dead 2 was really good. The ending made me cry like a little schoolgirl, but God. And so did Twilight, but for different reasons because I said, Oh, God, it's on my computer now. I have to break something. <laughs> oh, oh, it's like, Oh, no, Steph Stephanie Meyer, no, get away. I read the first paragraph of it because one guy's like, oh, you could read audiobooks. I'm like, I can, and I do. And they're like, can you read Twilight on, on stream? I'm like, how much money is it worth to you? They said, 50 bucks. And they gave me 50 bucks to read Twilight. So I, I pulled up the, the script, and I read the first line, and I almost vomited. So I turned it off, and I, and I said, I'm not giving this back. This is for my pain and suffering. <laughs> if, I wanted to, if I wanted to talk to a sparkly vampire boy, I would, I would turn this off. And go outside and take a deep breath of the fresh air because they don't exist. And then I'll go watch Blade, which is a superior vampire movie. <laughs> yes. Barkley. Barkley, oh my God. <laughs> my boy. And then like he bursts into flames. It's like, my son. That's my boy. That's Bella. That's my boy. And he like comes on and applies like wax to like Robert Pattinson's chest. Like, my son. Ooh, milky. And now my boy is the Batman. What is no, wrong with this world? No, I'm not the Batman. I'm vengeance. I'm going to teach you the alphabet. A is for Alfred. B is, B for, is Bat for Batman. C is for Selena. <laughs> C is for Saran Wrap, which I use for the bodies. Gorsh, Mickey, I didn't know he had the body machine, too. <laughs> I thought I was the one that just had the demon. <laughs> so I, I have to ask now, where did, this, where did this sense of comedic timing and just, where did this come from? Was it the improv background? What it, Improv was one. Um, my dad, who just has no filter, and my grandpa, who had no filter, uh, I can also blame my my mother's father hit my grandpa though. He's he's the one I call grandpa because the other guy I don't even know him. Yep. He can go away for like him. <laughs> um, my grandpa had zero filter and would make every joke under the sun. And I was four years old when I learned many words I should not have learned. <laughs> Thank you, grandfather. I love you for it. And words that have not been used since the 1800s. And I'm like. There are phrases here that I don't even understand. And my mom's like, don't say that in front of him. And he's like, why the hell not? <laughs> he ain't gonna remember. I'm like, I did though. Um, so I learned from them. I learned from my dad just to have like literally, basically I was taught growing up as an older family, you give power to things, right? Mm -hmm. So like um, if you get a, if you get mad at something and I, I never purposely try to offend people because I just, there's no point. I try to be nice to everyone I meet. Even if I hate somebody with all my rage, I will never talk anything bad about them except for one person which deserves it. But that's a different story. That was my first audiobook deal. And I'm open to talk about that because that's funny. Oh, yes, um, let's. Yeah, oh, I'll open that can of worms. I have fun with that. Um, but no, like, I, I, I watched, I loved them. My parents were, were very funny. My mother was funny. But 
then I got into uh, watching what I say every human being, especially voice actors, should watch stand-up comedy. Yes. George Carlin is my hero. That man had no filter and gave a rat's ass about nothing. He would say anything on his mind, God bless him, or fear him, one or the other. Richard Pryor, again, a man who had no filter, didn't care about anything he said, and I said, that is brilliant, because they all taught me the valuable lesson of comedic timing and context. If, it, if it's in context and, you, you know, whatever, it's okay to an extent, obviously, be nice to each other, but learn the trade learn how to how to be a human being while still trying to make people laugh and then i watched people like jim carrey funny man love every movie he's in basically the movies can be crap but he's still good in them yep um uh uh, what was his name adam sandler i called him adam sandalbags when i was a kid because i didn't know his last name (laughs) Uh, i mean he's funny you know in all of his movies uh like I just watched comedians growing up and it was comedy wasn't my favorite genre of movie or anything, but I, I watched a lot of comedy. And then of course you had things like um, Samurai Jack, great cartoon, even had a great finale. I thought the finale aside from the very ending was great. Those rat bastards <laughs> <laughs> denying my boy, the love he needed. Um, no, it, like Phil Lamar, he had good timing. He, there oh, was like yeah. serious sides to it. <laughs> And then there was harsh moments. And then there was like, you know, some downsides. And then you had like Lance Henriksen. That was a good voice actor and a good actor. He had good timing with a lot of the things he did voice acting related. Um, Oh, who was uh, Keith David? The voice of Spawn was the first time I ever heard his voice. And I I heard that. I'm like, listen, I've heard a lot of deep voices in my life. This is the one that got me thinking about what I find lovely. (laughs) It's like I've I've heard I've heard so many people talking and they just have this natural flow to them and then I realized if you're treating your acting job like you're having a conversation, perfect. That's what you need to do. So I may tell people I don't have a billion voices. I can't make my voice go into the tenor range without like having my girlfriend kick me in the nards a few times. But even then, schoolyard bullying aside, I just just if you're reading a script, read it like it's you're having a conversation with somebody. Yeah. Have timing that you would have timing in real life. If if it's a it's a bad example, great example. A fart at a funeral. <laughs> you don't you don't want to let it out when everybody's silent. That's the wrong moment. When someone's up there going, oh, why did Jimmy die? It's like, oh, oh, oh god. You know, you you wait and you time it correctly. It's like a <laughs> sidewalk or a crosswalk. You don't run across playing Frogger unless you're. A little bit dangerous and then you know that's on you i have nothing to do with that <laughs> um but if if you know how to read a sign you know okay like five minutes i can walk over there it's like great cool but it's, it's just learn timing from life from everything around you because timing's natural we do things on a schedule we do things on timing we we have all that so that everything all together just kind of I don't know, gave me, it's just, I, I have common sense, I guess, is the way to put it. I don't have academic knowledge everywhere. I have common sense. I use real world experience as best as I can to apply it to voice acting. I love it. And that's, that's what brings like, it's, it's a phrase that's come up across both podcasts, brings a layer of authenticity to what you're bringing to the table there. That that's true. That is a hundred percent. You can't manufacture that. And that and that's something too that I think um, Mercedes actually helped me realize too. Like Ooh. talking about you know like 
you have an awesome read and you think, oh man, I know I just booked that. But then you don't book that. Yeah. And you have to come to terms with that and you have to realize, well, they didn't like it. Or not, not even, they didn't like it. I'm not even going to say that. They just had X amount of other auditions and they may not have even known what they were looking for for this character. And just because they didn't pick my read for it mm-hmm. doesn't mean it was bad. Exactly. Did, exactly. Was there a learning moment like that for you, or did somebody explain that to you? How did that happen for you? Yeah, for me again, it was uh, that was a that was a weird one because it's for me it was experience. Yeah, I didn't really actually learn that from somebody. I got a few roles, um, and this is another controversial one that they say don't do in voice acting. I say do it. Don't they say don't listen to your competition? Don't listen to the guy or the girl who won the role over you. I say. Uh, no, you want to hear what they might have done yeah. different and you want to not emulate it or whatever, but you want to kind of, well, not copy it. You want to emulate it. You want to, you want to learn from that because that's firsthand experience of a successful voice actor who got something you didn't get. Absolutely. But, you, but it all starts up here in the head. If you don't have the mental, I say mental health is key here. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the mental capacity to handle a loss or a win, like I said earlier, then you're going to go into it and start comparing. And that's not right. You don't want to compare it. It's okay to say like, okay, I did this wrong. I did this wrong. And play with the levels on your audio. Play with like the dynamics of your audio. You can play with, you know, how your soundproofing is or how your voice actually comes across to people. But you don't want to start comparing. And for me, when I saw people get all these different things, I realized, yeah, there are going to be cases where someone more popular, even if they are less skilled than like the other competition, they're going to possibly get it because they have a connection. Yep. They have, and then people won't admit this. Oh God, forbid they say the truth. But if, if some people will get in because they have the connection, yeah. they might not have skill. They may have, have really crappy audio that sounds like, uh, hold on. It, it sounds like you're talking through a tin can. And it's like, what in God's good green earth? Mm-hmm. Why would you hire that person who's literally taking a meow mix container, shoving it down their throat hole and going, oh, Jesus, so good. Oh, yes. Mm. It's like there is nothing there that I can learn or ascertain any information from. Mm-hmm. It's all bull oligarchy. And then and, and, and you have the other guy who actually is really good at voice acting. Like you get you get that stellar voice actor like uh uh oh what's his name the guy who played connor in detroit become human uh brian deckhart mm-hmm. yeah i've talked yep. to him before and he's a stellar guy stellar voice actor he just goes in with talent and goes for it or nolan north nolan yeah. north started out as a comedian god forbid anyone you know forget this though he his wife was in acting and then she got him acting roles like he, he had to apply and work hard for it of course of course but that connection started the door but then his own raw skill beat the competition absolutely so you gotta just it's one of those things where you just have to naturally differentiate and if you have like me i if i did that when i was like in my early 20s i'd have had no confidence i might have stopped i might have just panicked and like freaked yeah. out as an adult like with a with the you know the confidence i have now i'm just like eh, there's another role I'll just go. I'll just keep going, learn from what I did wrong, and just see what happens. Because it's not like certain roles aren't for everybody. Like you said, the director might not know what they're looking for till they hear it, Mm -hmm. and then when they find it, they might cling to that because that's the right one, which is normal. That's understandable. It's not wrong to do. It's it's the. It doesn't matter. Like, see, I've always said this too. It's um uh, people of color. There's a big thing with voice acting. They want more people of color. Yeah. uh, Transgender people to apply for certain roles. I am amazed at the equality we're getting with that. Yeah. But I do say all the time, 
It, uh, to me, it doesn't matter who, what, where, anything. Doesn't matter your age, nothing. You could be like, they, look, look at kid trunks from Dragon Ball Z. Do mm -hmm. you think a guy voiced that? No, oh, no, a woman did. A woman did that voice, and no man could have ever done that better. Kid mm -hmm. Goku, I believe a woman did that yes, one too. Yes, she's actually been a, a previous guest on this podcast back in it, season one. There you go. And she couldn't, a man could not have done that better. I don't believe it has anything to do with race, gender, none of that. It should all be down to skill. Absolutely. If, it, if, you, if you are the better voice actor out of the group, like again, Phil Lamar, if you say he's Japanese, <laughs> you're lying to somebody. But he, He's the only man I could see doing Samurai Jack because he's Absolutely. so skilled and he's so charismatic as a person. And, and that's why when I looked at all that from that perspective, I had to go through that perspective saying, okay, I wasn't chosen for this role. I, I didn't ask anybody. I just said, okay, look, it's nothing personal because it's yeah. not. It's, it's really nothing personal. It's either you got passed up because your skill wasn't high enough or they found something that actually fits and it wasn't you. But that's not a knock on you. It's just not it wasn't the right role for you there's another door there just yeah. open that door and keep going that's all and you can really do truth be told too sometimes there are outside factors you know like you said who you know or oh yeah you may have that connection there sometimes it's your social media following because they'll look at how many eyes you're going to bring oh, to that yeah. project that they're putting their time and money into and that's their vision it's not yours you need to be able to have that mental capacity to understand it's what you can bring to make yep. their vision come to life and then, like you mentioned as well, I'm 100% behind, I want to know who got that role, because obviously they brought something to the table that was unique to them that brought it to life. And sometimes, I've had a couple auditions that a bigger name actor has beat me out for, and it makes perfect sense when you hear it, why they got that. Yeah. And you know, it's like some roles, just the natural life experiences, the the authenticity, the background you have in acting, comedy, whatever it is, lets you make those choices you can commit to that just wows that casting director, and then, boom, you're the perfect one for it. And if somebody else does it, I want to know what they did and see what they bring to the table so I can learn from it. Exactly. You, you, you're going to naturally, humans, we naturally make connections to everything. That's like why we have things like the Mandela effect and whatnot. Yep. So it's like when you're, when you're naturally going to compare to these people that are like obviously getting the roles over you. But it's all about, I guess, criticism and critiquing versus putting yourself down. You don't want to be like, yeah. uh, like me. I, I'm, I, yeah, I want to get into shape physically, but I'm not going to compare myself to friggin' the Usain Bolt because if I tried to run that far that fast, I'd go my maybe like two minutes, drop over, fall over, die, grab my my pepperonis and go. Ugh! Like I could feel the fat melting. I'm like, oh god, the sun, it hurts. There's so much weight coming up. Uh, uh. Give me a Mountain Dew. Oh, like, oh sweet nectar. Forget, forget the water. I need the dew. Like, Here's I, my vein. I, I've got a port. Oh, put, put, put the rock star right into... Oh. Find me some drywall quick. <laughs> Find me some drywall. And, and please give me the dryer lint while you're at it. Because that one, that's like sugar sprinkles on top. Yes, Anyone yes. doesn't know we're talking about it's like those freak eaters that eat like bricks and, and glass it's like it's like oh i buy six things of jelly for my family well do you like jelly no i like the bottles like what do you mean like the bottles oh i like eating the glass it's so good for your teeth and you hear like your teeth breaks like oh they're so good it's like blood's coming out of their like mouths like it's so good oh. i'm totally not doing it for tlc to get five thousand dollars oh, oh god it hurts to think about. I know. Check my life alert bracelet. My name is Kyle. 
<laughs> Hello, sir. I've heard that you've fallen and can't get up. How may I be of assistance? It's like, no, I, I pushed... I, I actually pushed the goth life alert button. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'll be right back. It's like, hello, sir. How may I help you today? Do you want to stay on the floor? You're such a poser. Get up. Like you're you're a poser. Get up. No, that's the that's the I pushed the uh, the '90s prep who just got out of uh, out of the mall vibes. Like, oh my god, I just got I just got home. I had a manicure, and you're telling me I gotta pick this guy up? Fatty, fatty, boom, balati. Get that bitch off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like becky are you seeing this this guy he he literally is like the blob you remember that movie becky no oh, you like, uncultured swine Jeez, get out of here oh my, my god, god. He, he came out of the hot topic oh my god oh my oh <laughs> <laughs> he came out of a hot topic why don't he go to spencer's oh my god so 90s of I, love him. That, I love that back corner section becky becky listen when I went to the back corner, I saw that little black curtain, and I asked John, I said, John, what's behind the curtain? And he said, you don't want to know what's back there, but let me tell you, there are many couches and only one camera, Becky. Oh, God. <laughs> and you know what the main attraction of that room was? Here we go. It was a man named Jeff Juggling Goats. <gasps> I saw Jeffrey Juggling Goats when I was five. It was so good. Oh, my I just God. It was like it was like a party trick. He even he even made balloon animals. Just don't ask where he got the balloons from. But then but then one of the kids popped a balloon and he dropped the goat. He dropped the little baby goat. He dropped the baby goat. I remember that. Oh my god, Cassie, it was so sad. And then he said it was a fainting goat. And I'm like, are you sure? Because I just smelled you have an an ass blaster, and I really don't know what's going on with that. I don't know if you had pickled garlic or something, but good lord, my eyebrows were singed for a week. Oh. Oh but I god. took that little goat home. I called him Billy Goat Gruff. And you know what? He was kind of tough. Oh my god. When he, when he died too? Oh my god. I When he died, my dad stuffed him and he put him in the hallway with a pose where he was on his hind legs looking at me in the door. And I'm like, oh god! Every time I came in from sneaking out. I never snuck out again, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> a fun Thank fact. You, improv. When, when I'm streaming, I actually, my friend uh, Matt, he told me, his name's Cloaking Silver, he said, Bri, you should have a redemption for people who want to just give you like a random improv script. I'm like, why? He's like, because I've never met a man who is just so quick on his feet, even though you're like completely insane. I said, thank you. I like, think my friend comes in. Yeah, my friend comes in, he's it. sponsored by like, like HelloFresh or something. And he's like, yeah, I'm doing a HelloFresh ad right now. I'm like, get out of the way. I'll do it for you. And he's like, oh, no. And I'm like, and I start like pulling up random stuff. Like, cause I'm like, oh God, I got to type really fast. Ugh! And I start pulling, like, do you want to eat grass? Do you want to eat dandelions? Go outside, fatty. <laughs> HelloFresh has your back. Don't like the sun? Put out the blackout curtains. We're here to deliver fresh food every day. And he's oh, like, oh God, God I'm going to die. <laughs> but you're going to get more money from it. <laughs> it's so good it's so good that is beautiful oh lord oh man i love it and that's man i love how we go from like having a strong mental capacity and talking about like why you didn't book a role doesn't mean you're bad to just Crying. stuffed goat satyrs and everything in between improv hello fresh oh which... wait a minute this isn't the right podcast to be talking about skinwalkers boy <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear stuff about skinwalkers you got to tune into our other podcast on halloween spooky scary time where your butthole is going to turn inside out and ectoplasm's coming out of your ears can we talk Radio. to you off air about getting an intro for the show on that? 
<laughs> number one, yes. Number two, get me on your spooky cast because I have some paranormal stories that will curl your toes. I will make you guys literally question if God exists or not, and I guarantee you they're real. I would swear on everything that is holy and everything that I love that I have stories that will make you cry. We will talk Guaranteed. after this episode is done. <laughs> did Tales from the Hot just go from haunting to haunted? Uh, well, that was my intention from the get-go, Ooh. so yes. Spooky, scary skeleton sends shivers down my spine. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no, that's just the ice cube. Sorry, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to walk out of here with ab and cheat cramps. This is terrible. Walk out of here. What's wrong, honey? My head hurts. Why? Was it the light? I didn't see a light. I only saw death. I wheezed too much. Hi, I went. <laughs> it's from all the years of smoke. Oh, my God. stomach. It's so good. Where do you keep the beer and cigarettes? Oh, you want me to pull out Deborah? Oh, I can do that. I got to channel my inner, my inner Detroit. My, no, my inner Baltimore. It's like, hey, okay, okay. My stoma's here. I need to go get Sheldon. Where, where's he at? Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get Sheldon out of preschool. It's okay. It's gonna be all right. I have a, I have a pack of, pack of Marlboro and Newports with me. It's gonna be okay. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm not gonna listen. I don't smoke in the car, okay? I smoke outside the car. It just happens to be that the car window's open. It's not secondhand smoke. It's not gonna kill him. I, I may have crashed the car because I drank too much beer, but that's different, okay? Don't worry, Mary. It's gonna be all right. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, uh. It's hot. It is hot. It's getting hot in here. Don't take off any clothes, though. Yeah, Jeff. Stay stay dressed. Jeff, listen. Listen. That's not for this podcast. There's the, That's the third podcast that we're releasing. 2024. <laughs> 2024, Jeff reveals a whole lot more. Once you pop, you just can't stop. Just Jeff Wax. and Pals. Uncensored and too hot for Spotify. Ooh, Jeff and Pals, bringing out the jelly since 1999. <laughs> jelly Jeff. That's a new tongue twister for you. Jelly Jolly Rancher Jeff, getting jiggy with it. Na 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 na. Better than that wrestler named Gummy Bear. Come here, Gummy Bear. I, I, I want to taste your sweet and sour gummy bears. Ah, la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know hey, what this podcast hey is. Hey, guys, did the ring get sticky or is it just me? <laughs> it's like, no, that's the gummy bear. Get out of here. You're banned. <laughs> You're not coming to the venue no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, them fans in Salinas don't want to see you no more. Get out of here. Waddle on uh, down the yeah, road there. Yeah. It's like we we we're getting like Popeye comes like we 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 don't really we really don't want to see this gummy bear anymore. I gotta I gotta slap a gummy bear. It's so sticky. Uh, uh, uh. Oh god. <laughs> so I think I think at the risk of walking out of here in a permanent cramped position in the fetal position, losing my breath support, I think we need to uh, flip the script a little bit and let you uh, throw some questions my way because in the midst of all of our comedy and humor that has been totally unplanned. There have been little knowledge nuggets and bits of wisdom that people can apply to their everyday life, especially if mm. they are looking, you know, like looking to get into this voiceover world or just chase, you know, chase different dreams and passions. But right. I've been fortunate enough to ask you those questions now. So I think we need to flip the script a little bit and maybe tease about getting spooky because I don't even know what kind of questions you're going to ask. And if this episode has been any indication so far, 
I'm probably in some deep shit, pardon my language, but <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. So. Listen, I got I got a couple. They're not too rough. They're not too rough. The first one, very simple. I, you, you keep mentioning wrestling, and I think a lot of a lot of kids out there these days are are looking for, a, a, I guess, a path somewhere in mm-hmm. life to go. And they don't really have a lot of a lot of venues for that. Sometimes they're aggressive and they just want to let it out. Sometimes they're sad and they just need a hobby to keep them confident. I have this is like a two part question, kind of like um, when you were a kid, did you actually envision yourself getting into wrestling? Like, if, if so, like, where did that come from? Like, did you watch wrestling as a kid? Well, see, like the thing is, and my story is really weird compared to a lot of other people's that are like. Like, you know, you grow up, you see it, and you're just mesmerized by, like, these larger-than-life characters that look like real-life oh, superheroes. Yeah. I like I go back and watch my home movies, and when I'm two or three, it's on in the background. I don't pay any attention to it. Uh, like, I'm eight years old. I see a, a Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Undertaker match. Okay, cool, whatever. Come back a year and a half later, there's this famous segment between The Rock and Mick Foley called This Is Your Life Rock. Yeah, everybody knows about that. I see it. Cool. I remember it. Not enough to reel me in. I even go like my family's on vacation in Daytona Beach, uh, Bash at the Beach 2000, where uh, Jeff Jarrett famously lays down in the ring and started the pay-per-view just lets Hulk Hogan pin him and gives him the world title. Hulk Hogan leaves. He's gone. Don't even care about that. Didn't even remember that until I was older. I just remember two drunk dudes fighting like Randy Marsh and Bat Dad behind me in the bleachers and getting escorted out. Like, I don't remember any of that until 2002 when I'm, like, about to go into eighth grade and it's The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. Once-in-a-lifetime icon versus icon match. And all my friends are watching it and I don't want to be left out. You know, like, I missed the last pay-per-view where everybody gets in. I go watch it with my friend Chris who's been on this show multiple times and... After that, I'm just like flies to feces or bees to honey, whatever. I'm hooked. And then conveniently enough, here comes a pay-per-view in Nashville called Judgment Day. And I regret that I didn't go to the ticket, like the day of opening tickets because they had The Undertaker there, which is a rare thing in itself to even think about. But we go to the pay-per-view. We're up in the nosebleeds, but you get to see like a Hell in a Cell match. You get to see Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Ric Flair. You get to see Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan for the uh, the heavyweight title. Like, I was just, you could not tell me anything about wrestling. Like, didn't care if it was fake, didn't care if it was predetermined, or oh, didn't yeah. care if it was real. I just, I was hooked. And it kind of developed from there. Um, junior, sophomore going into junior year of high school, uh, I found out that my family down in Memphis actually knows uh, now Hall of Famer Coco Beware. Because his Ooh. his daughter was on like a travel cheer team with my cousins. Yeah. Nobody bothered to tell me that sooner. <laughs> so I meet him, and I'm like 15, 200-something pounds, acne out the ass, mullet like down to my oh, shoulder God, blades. Oh, God, do I feel that? Are you just trying to make me feel old now? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I was like the only kid in like 2005 that I knew of with a mullet. Even almost got my band jacket, which I'm looking at hanging in the closet right there. Instead of having my name. Almost had the little insignia million dollar mullet as like an homage to the million dollar man put on it. <laughs> but I didn't do it. I didn't do it because my family wouldn't pull the trigger on that. But Oh, come on. Let a boy live. Exactly. So, you know, I meet him and he's like, yeah, 
finish school, finish college, I'll train you. Even introduced me to one of Jerry Lawler's sons, and they had a school going. Then come to find out a a kid younger than me in high school uh, was already wrestling at this now-condemned dump called Stadium Inn in Nashville, and he said, yeah, just go down there and get this guy named Chris Michaels to train you. So graduate high school, Coco gives his blessing. Chris Michaels gets fired. He gets fired from the promotion. But the guy who runs the promotion is uh, the guy who famously had, like, Kurt Angle's first professional match, The Rock's first professional match. So, and uh, we did the Randy Savage thing earlier, you know, like, trained with him, too. Um, Famously sold him a couple pairs of boots, and there's some funny stories behind that. But, you know, like, (laughs) just get hooked on it. But then it's like, at the same time, it's kind of weird because you have this grand, like, beautiful picture of what a WWE show is like. And then you see these seedy, rundown dumps with people that look like they just wandered out of a trailer park family reunion. Yeah, I've seen those. I've seen those. You have the backyard brawls, like Backyard Brawl 5 featuring King Calm Zanus and the Juggler Goats. It's like, Jeff, you're here now? What in God's good earth? Right, right. And it's, but it's like, to these people, it's still real. And it's stellar. And and then they do their own practical effects. Like, you know, I remember what you're describing. I would watch it. It's similar to watching Jackass when you're growing up. Oh, yeah. You'd see people, and I, I wanted to do that when I was younger. I'm like, ooh, that'd be so fun. Until I saw, like, you know, when they did the backyard wrestling, like you had to, like the, the fluorescent bulb strip no. you'd like, pile drive on. I'm like, oh, God. I may, I may be into that, but redneck stuff? No, no, no. Let the hills have eyes have those. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> and believe me, those are the people that come to these shows to this day, and they still think it's real. But once I got in there and like got my first taste of it, I was hooked. And I, I even up till recently, I've fought it. I've tried to keep it separate from voice acting. I've tried <laughs> to just put it out of my life because like there was so much shady shit that went on behind closed doors that... I'll, I'm sure I'll talk about one day when some of these people are dead and gone and can't sue me for telling the truth, but... Oh, yeah, you, know, you, don't, want, you don't want to violate any of that commercial issue there. Yeah. Right, right, but then it's like, why am I running from this? Because it's a unique background that helped me get prepared for this, and now this is helping me getting back into that world and doing all this shit I got going on now. So, I mean, it's just yeah. like, it took me a while, like, the seeds got planted, it just took forever for that plant to actually blossom, and then... Oh, see, that, all that, that's all there. evidence of like you know it's not life ain't a in a race it's a, exactly. it's, a it's a marathon it's, it's a marathon. take a long time it's like forrest gump you're yeah you're, you're gonna it's like i was just running it's like why are you running i just felt like running it's like well yeah I, that's what you do sometimes i saw jenny and she said she had the a <laughs> so i was running away oh god damn it jenny why are you goddamn chasing chasing our boy down the damn road damn it jenny and then you, we see now this ties into it like not another question, but this is a this is like a I, I'm screwing the system. Uh, I'm this is with it. this is part two of this first question is, and this is a this for me was a natural transition. I was invited to go on the wrestling team when I was in middle school. I never did. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a passive guy. Yeah. Uh, as an adult, I'm like, look, Jake Paul, give me ten million dollars. I'll go knock you out if you really want that. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll show you who Daddy is. But like. Do I have the boxing experience? No. Did I ever get into combat? No. I wanted to, and I'm still going to. Eventually, I'm going to get like I'm going to go to a gym and train and whatnot, just for the just for the training. But when you're a wrestler growing up like WWE, like Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. we saw we saw what happened to CM Punk. We don't talk about that. Yeah. That's that's in the closet. Brock Lesnar, though, 
that man stormed mixed martial arts like a freight train. Yep. He beat the piss out of some of the biggest names out there. Yeah. He beat uh, uh, um, Frank Mir. Yep. He, uh, oh, oh, who is that one guy that he beat? That uh, Randy I don't Couture. His... Uh, Randy Couture, Shane Carwin, I think yep. was his name. He lost to Cain Velasquez. Normally yeah. he would. Um, but like this man, Al Alistair Overeem beat the piss oh, out of him. Yeah. The Uber knee. Oh yeah. Mm. I was scared of that horse meat eating son of a gun. That guy, <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to touch him. I'm like, no, thank you. He's a mm. freak of nature. But like, that was a, that was a question of mine for you. You you were in wrestling. Did you ever consider transitioning to an actual, like, you know, either, either mixed martial arts or because you're a voice actor as well, which this would tie in great with acting luchador. So you'd be like like the more southern southern southwestern wrestling, which was colorful, had actual acting and super stylish mm -hmm. stuff. You'd see it in the middle, of like a parking lot in freaking like New Mexico. I, I went, I went, I was going through uh, 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 on Amtrak down to California. I saw a dude trying to impress the Amish when they got off the bus, and they're like, "What is all of this stuff?" And they're like, two guys, two Mexican dudes. One was really heavy, one was really tiny. He said, "This is not going to end well." Full Lucha Libre outfits. They had like the colorful masks and stuff doing freaking flips in the middle of the train station. And I'm like, man, that's cool. Amish were like, what is this? I don't know what it is to have gravity. And now we see these people flipping and doing gymnastics. So my question to you is with that thing, did you ever consider like MMA or Luchador or anything like that? Sumo even, anything. Man, so truth be told, I actually considered um, powerlifting at one Ooh, point in college okay hulk <laughs> I, I i'll be honest um and full disclosure here um yeah i i've had some lucha masks made i even have a uh, a dragon ball one but Ooh, the the fancy. red lining of the mask is just like i can't see when i'm walking to the ring and yeah. these fans will try and put hands on you so i've got to defend myself yeah so I, I i have to keep it on the back burner for now but um i I've gotten into some fights with fans that have gotten too unruly, Ooh. and I've even had a wrestler that was a Golden Gloves boxer at one point, you know, like, do this oh, yeah. stupid-ass thing called a hockey punch where he's standing beside me at a bar and just, boom, and he's hit me, but I didn't even, like, I guess I was too drunk, I don't know, or my head is just that hard, I would just turn my head or not even go down, he just, like... Yeah. That's so weird. We, I, I had a, I had a very eerily similar situation where a Golden Gloves kid. He was like, he's a, he was a rising star in that. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he was a bully. He stole one of my things when I was like, sounds a, about right. Just, a, just about going into high school. Big gang type guy, and, uh, and uh, he punched me across the head, and I, I turned, and I'm like, like I was a little butterball with a mullet, like you know, as you described, yep. mullet man. We might be I the same wanted, person. I just wanted to be a janitor, and this man. Because he was the only kid in school who had like a thick Puerto Rican accent. He was super known as a massive bully. Mm -hmm. He punches me across the head and I just turned to him like, is that all you got? Because I will wreck you. And they're like, did you stand up for the first time? I said, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jesus, oh, this, this is bad. I'm going to die. <laughs> like, like I had this same. That was so weird. I had this same occurrence. But, yeah, it's it's interesting to know because uh I figured with your acting background now, I mean, you definitely got at least try like luchador stuff, and now don't know you wanted to. Well, so there you go. Truth be told, I'm better off as a base for those guys because I mean, I, I'm not the biggest guy by any means, but I'm like five six, five seven, about two hundred ten pounds, and a lot of the guys that I wrestle are actually like smaller than me, like thinner. So I have to be the one that's the base for them to do all the flippy stuff, but. 
if I'm like if I've done some stuff with some other guys, like I've done some tilt a whirl head scissors or some flipping power bombs or whatever. Yeah. But it's just there's nobody that can base me right now because I'm one of the bigger guys, and that's weird to say. Yeah, yeah, you're you're like a you're like if uh, if anyone knows this Mighty Mouse, it was a, I think it was a flyweight or bantamweight in, in UFC. Mm-hmm. It's like if he weighed like 250 pounds of raw meat. It's like yep. no one's gonna body him. Good luck with that. So and yeah, I mean like understandable that that powerlifting though that actually led to like my eventual surgery in 2020 on my left arm. But ooh, just tear a bicep. Uh, or, no, or I you do? I had some nerve damage that I just never got looked at because I was just oh. I, I say powerlifting a lot of it was stupid college ego lifting. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Will you finally discover I'm invincible? And yep. then you're like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and you know, you got some uh, some unnatural things going into your body to help enhance it. We all know what those are. Listen, I'm just gonna full disclosure. When I had ulcerative colitis, my doctor said, "Let's kill it." And I'm like, huh? Because nothing was working. He's like. 40 milligrams of steroids every day with all these pills. I'm like, okay. And I took it. My dad's like, my dad's like, why are you lifting weights? I said, I'm going to lift the car today. And he's like, why? And I said, medication. He's like, don't you think you're going to like shit yourself? I said, but that's the fun. (laughs) It's like like a slipping slide. It turns you into Alex Jones. (laughs) It's making me want to lift things. (laughs) But that's the thing. Like I was, oh god, I was not doing Alex this. Jones. <laughs> I was doing this. Not in, the frogs. Not, no, leave the frogs alone. They've had enough. <laughs> but I was doing this in college, and I was like working a full time job, five six days a week, getting in my last semester, and then also wrestling. You know, like three to five times a week, not sleeping, and yeah. I'm going in and. I remember this specifically because, you know, like I would bench like with my friend or on a Smith machine. I'd have like three plates on each side. I'd do that. Mm. I'd have like three plates for shrugs, max out the calf press, all this stuff. I did deadlifts and I worked my way up to it. And it was like, um, I think like 455, which was stupid for me. That's really good, though. It, 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 I got the rep out. God help me. I got the rep out. Yeah, it's got to be hard, though. And it was one rep, and I just remember hearing something just right <gasps> in the back of my neck. Like, I I don't know what I popped. I don't know what I strained. But, dude, I, after that, that, I, that would be the worst feeling ever. Because, like, I mean, if it's your arm, yeah, okay, maybe I can get that yeah. fixed. Your neck, though, it's like, am I paralyzed now? What's going on? I just remember dropping it and standing there, and I'm like, okay, I can blink. I can move my hands. Yep. That, that, see, people don't believe that. It's yep. it, it, when when we have an injury that is our back, spine, neck, anything. Every guy is literally like, it's like yep. when a storm comes, we got to go outside and say, it's going to storm soon. It's like, no, I'm just going to stand there. Does my big toe move? Yes. Okay. I'm good. Yep. And I just, I remember Ugh. going home. I'm like, uh, okay, I've got a paper to write. I'm just going to do that. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to put some icy hot on it and just see yep. how it feels in the morning. And I think I ended up bursting a blood vessel at the same time because my eye was red. But, you know, again, you go back to it like nothing happened. You just have a headache. Yeah, stupid, it's like stupid, stupid. Yeah, you, you get a concussion. It's like, oh, it's just a headache. Don't worry. It's like, uh, don't worry. It's just a he- oh, God. I've had is there quite four a few of you over there? Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, too, is like I didn't even realize I'd had them. I'm like, why am I so yeah. angry right now? Yeah, you don't. You see, you don't really. That's that's the thing with pain. You don't always know you're injured until it's too late. It's when yep. you're a power lifter or like a weightlifter or anything. I've had a lot of friends that were into that, and I remember they're like, you know, I tore like my like a, like a muscle in their wrist or something, and their uh-huh. joints were like not broken but like dislocated, and they just be like, well, what what was going on? Because the next day they'd be like, why is my hand doing the stinky hand? It's right. like why is it flipping flopping like a pingu? And I go, 
Oh, uh, gee golly, gee willikers, I don't know. What you were you trying scary to do? Movie two last night, didn't you? <laughs> I just want to get my little hands. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Come exactly on. true because you have yeah. like you have those people like gassing you up to do it, and they like they're gonna try oh, yeah. and do it too, and you don't want to be the one that. You want to be that bro. Up. You want to. You want to. You want to fit in with the crowd. So yeah. you got to do it. Oh, got to do this. Then flip the tire down the track there. Yeah, that. Ugh. That's that. I'm glad that toxic culture is behind us. For yes, the most part. sir. I mean, for for us, not for the new yeah. generation. Us, we're like we're like. Oh, you want to compete? It's like, yeah, I have a flabbier body than you. It's like my man boobs can jiggle in the wind. Can yours? <laughs> my man boobs can support two kids jumping on them. Oh, it's the, we don't have dad bods. We have father figures. Yes. Get out. <laughs> and it looks damn good in a blue singlet. You ever see a blue? You ever see leather assless chaps before? <laughs> I did on a WWF show back in 1975 at the oh, Pittsburgh God. Spectrum. Bruno <laughs> San Martino did a cowboy character. Yeehaw. <laughs> Yeehaw, chuckle nuts. <laughs> Okay, oh, look, man. this this is a good this is a good one to segue into. This is a good one to segue into. Okay. Everyone talks about their accomplishments in life. We all know. It. We talk about ego stuff too. Mm-hmm. But and and I know Jeff's probably going to get a kick out of this question cuz we're going to get to expose you live on national television no, on a podcast. It's a great and lovely. What's something that you're actually really proud of? Something that's like a, it could be a personal accomplishment. It could be uh, something you gained, something you earned. Or something that you actually wanted, like a carnival, anything that you really want to tell somebody about that you've always for years have wanted to just bring up in random conversation and or brag playfully about, but you never had the chance to, or it, like, because it never fit the conversation, or you just never had the opportunity to just let this brag out. You got something like that in your veins? I, I've i got a few things here. Uh, well, yes, of course, <laughs> I, I have a heart for Jeff, but um, man, like, I, th- I secretly love Jeff. He's beautiful, wonderful, and man, do I wish I had his juggling. There's also a gun being held at my at my side below the camera, below camera view here. So anyway, below camera view. Don't if you hear a click clack, patty wag, give a dog a bone. Don't worry, this man's just going home. <laughs> yeah, he j- and he just dropped another goat, but um, <laughs> that was a hoof hitting the floor. But I think the biggest thing for me, um. Obviously, I'm proud of my family, my sons, mm. you know, being a dad, all that fun stuff. Just even pursuing these dreams that I have. But I think the biggest thing for me is that as we're recording this, like within 24 hours, I'm going to be across the country in my element celebrating Star Wars and also celebrating the fact that it was my last day at a toxic, toxic work environment. That nice. I finally gathered up enough of a big enough set to just say, this isn't worth it anymore. Exactly. Good. Good. And, oh, man, I could go into a whole tirade on that. But it's just like, I stayed because of the money. And I thought, yeah. I'm not going to be yeah. able to support my family any other way. But then these other endeavors, like voice acting, start picking up. Um, I have people that I've worked for through this job that make it known, hey, um, if you ever want to come here... We want you. We're flexible to the endeavors that you want to do because we, you know, the guy that's in charge of it has a background in that himself, so he gets it. And then some family issues with my grandfather's health come up, and everything just kind of points to the fact that, okay, you've had four different promotions dangled in front of you. They've told you you're going to get it, or they've pulled it out from under you and not even given you a reason why. How many more times are you going to give them a chance to do that and just keep telling yourself it's okay because you're giving them the middle finger and still getting paid? 
Yeah. yeah. It's like you could speak up all you want. You're just getting shafted no matter what you do, exactly. but they're not going to fire you. They're just not going to give you any promotion. It's like you're, you're stuck. Yep. You're, and you're trapped. Just to give you like a little idea of it, too. I'm not saying by any means to be petty, but these are all actual things that have happened where like managers have asked my family members that I referred to the job to keep tabs on me and report to them like if I was going to leave the job. Oh God! Yeah, like, and then that's, like you that's, go to—that's that's, got to be some sort of serious violation of something. It is that's ridiculous, and, and that's the thing. You go to HR about it, and what she doesn't tell you is she's on her way out because she's oh, tired yeah. of the shit. But she says yep. we can't do anything because it's what the general manager wants. Exactly, and then it's—it's it's a problem with the lead. The lead yep. screws the people below them. The floor managers screw you because they're getting screwed. They don't want to get screwed. Exactly, harder. and they put well, all the responsibilities on you. But when you get overworked, it's your fault, not because boy, they God, don't want to hire you. Sound somebody. like Amazon to me? <laughs> oh man, well that's actually somebody we work with. But anyway, but uh, <laughs> you know, and it's just—it's—it's it's always deflecting. It's never admitting their own fault. And then yeah, uh, today for example, too, the guy that actually referred me to the job. The general manager, um, who gets offended if you don't talk to him directly and, you know, whatever. He talks to my friend. uh, Jeff knows him all too well. I won't say his name in case they somehow listen to this podcast after I blocked all their numbers. But uh, anyway, um, you know, he talks to him about it or he talks to my brother-in-law or my cousin about it, about how it hurt his feelings that when his boss asked why I'm leaving, I don't even give him the full story. I just give him a snippet so I can hold on and get my PTO payout for next year and make it through the yeah. two weeks. You know, it's like, well, that, that hurt my feelings. I thought we had a better relationship and a better friendship oh, than this. Oh, dear God. But you won't it, call it, me and talk to me about it? Man, if if you ever invite me back on this thing, I am going to give you the entire story of my first audiobook, which is exactly Ooh. the thing that you're talking about. Yeah. And I have no, like, I am the kind of guy who will never throw shade unless I know a director or somebody is so toxic that I would never want anyone else to fall for their trap. Mm-hmm. And the thing you're describing is uncannily like the crap I had to deal with my first thing. And, yep. and, and oh, I, I got the stories, and they are just lining up and ready to fire. Jeff, I think we're going to have a marathon night after uh, <laughs> after All-Star season's over for baseball, and we're going to do a Tales from the Haunt and another one of these Ooh. back-to-back here. So Brian's definitely gotta, coming back. We just got to open up a, po- a whole thing about like watching like all the Star Wars things and everything together, too, so there's that. Yes. But- Listen, listen. I need to I need to reindoctrinate myself into that because I was I'm a big Trekkie fan too. So Hell yeah, I, I, so, sci-fi everything. The Expanse is my favorite sci-fi novel. Mass Effect. Mass Effect is my favorite uh, video game of all time. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, Jeff, I, I did this uh, live long and prosper one day when I was walking into the bathroom when I was having full blast UC, which means basically carrying around a bucket like you're a horse with a trough. It's really weird. And my dad's like, what'd you do this for? I'm like, live long and prosper, father. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. He's just pissing himself laughing. Mom's like, she's like, you can't laugh at him. I'm like, laugh for me, father, for I have sinned. And he's like, sinned? I'm like, the toilet will never be the same. <laughs> he's like, hey, God, uh, damn it, I love him. Fun, fun fact, never do oh, yeah? that to the 501st. The five o. Wait, excuse me. The it's um, it's like the top tier of um of Star Wars cosplayers. Oh no. Yeah, like movie quality. They've been in the oh, Mandalorian. They do oh, the charity. Oh yeah, events. the guys that got the, the the lightsabers that are dueling quality. Basically, those guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I, uh, I I ran into a couple of them before when I, I and I've done like you know like do you like Star Wars? I'm like, yeah. Do you like you like Star Trek? Yeah. Get out! And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, can't we all just? I'm like the guy in the middle. Like, can't we all just get along and just admit we're all nerds? Wasn't there a Wedding Trek Wars in the stars Netflix? or something? <laughs> oh, dude, that would be like the greatest like uh, mix and match ever. Just oh, like have one sure. movie, one movie. Where something happens in Star Wars that lets them lets them collide with the Star Trek universe for just maybe just an hour. I don't know, just 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 for the just for the shits and giggles of it, just to make every nerd in the whole world go completely bananas. Like it's like if that happened, right? Every nerd in the entire world would stop dead and start spinning like a broken compass out of complete confusion. <laughs> I got it. I got yeah. it. Rolling it in twenty years. When Give J.J. Abrams a new idea. <laughs> when they redo, oh, God, please pay me and hire me, J.J., when they remake Rogue One or they remake Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker and all mm. those ships show up on the screen, if, oh, they yeah. don't, if they don't digitally render the Star Trek Enterprise in one of those battle scenes and have Captain Jean-Luc Ooh. Picard kick in, I will riot. No, you, you got you, you to ready player one it. You have, you have the Enterprise show up. You have the Normandy show up. You have a uh, a Protoss destroyer show up, a carrier. You have a Covenant destroyer show up. You just basically go down the list. And it's like all in the back and like 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 one pixel big. So like only the ultra hardcore nerd who's literally ninety years old at this point with his little monocle is looking really close. And he sees like I told you it was real. The Earth is flat. UFOs are real. Area fifty one. God damn it. I mean, look. You're not my son. Get out of here. We, we got the ET species and the Phantom Menace. Why can't we? Why can't we just edit out Billy D. Williams, who I love, and put mm. in Commander Worf next to Chewbacca and the Millennium Falcon? Oh, who is that guy? Oh no, who did the original voice for Vader? It's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, David. His name. Uh, no, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Love that man. Voice actor. I love his voice. That yes. is like velvet to the ears. My yes. God. Audible chocolate. We, we, need, we need more of him. Now, I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead because you you've told you've indirectly answered my one question about like I was gonna ask you about your dreams and stuff your goals and your goal was basically just provide for your family be yes. a good man to to increase your your rank in life and that's everybody's goal so I'm gonna ask you a joke question absolutely and I thought long and hard about this because I really like I'm an improv guy I love putting people on the spot because I love being put on the spot because I'm a Leo I'm crazy you're given. And this is a hypothetical situation. Jeff, I mean, I know you've probably done this before in your life. This is okay. I, I fully understand it. You don't have to share any secrets with him. You've been given all the licenses and money that you could ever need to start a, a food truck company. The only catch is that you have to bring something really unique, something totally weird to the table, something that is so stand out. These college dorks. These jocks, these these little these little shits, if I can call them that, that they will flock to this truck, and and I want you to think about this for a second and give me a a, a really quick advertisement for that for that food truck. It could be sixty seconds, could be a minute, could be like you know two minutes, whatever, whatever you feel. I want you to think of this really weird concept for a food truck and genuinely sell it, like that scene in um Wolf of Wall Street. Sell me this pencil. Sell me a food truck. Give me, let me, let me feel this, this like goat juggling truck of food that's so good that it's like, oh, I want more shawarma. I got to get my shawarma in, you know? What, what, what do you got? You think you can do it? I think I can. <clears throat> Go for it. 
Well, first off, let me tell you on this, the name, because I'm such a fan of alliterations, it's going to oh, be called so Flynn's Fatback Food Truck. Yes, have... fat people know how to make food. Immediately <laughs> correct. Good. Gold brownie points for that. We're going to sell wings. We're going to sell barbecue. Yes. We're going to sell brisket. I'm going to bring home family recipes that have been in my family for barbecue specifically that nobody else can replicate. But here's the catch. When you order... If you are nice and you leave a good tip or you make a donation to whatever charity that I am supporting at that time, I will give you a shout out and serve your food in whatever voice that's in my wheelhouse that I can do. But if you are a raging dickhead, you do not tip or you're just an asshole, I will possibly fart on your food and then fart in my hand and put it up to your nose and give you the Japanese sleeper. Then I will give you your food. Listen, listen, I didn't know that we, like, I just wanted to go for some barbecue, and I ended up struggle snuggling with my good boy Flynn here. <laughs> like, he jumped out of the truck. He's like, Jeff, watch my barbecue. And he comes out of the truck, and I'm like, what's he going to do? And I just hear, <laughs> like, that was a silent squeaker. What are you trying to do, Hitman 47 me or something? And you just, like, you, like, teleport behind him, like, the instant transmission yeah. sound comes. It's like, what's you? It's like, where'd he go? It's like, he didn't use ninjutsu or nothing. And it's like, he's behind, it's like, and he like you cup the, like their nose real hard and you start like farting real hard it's like uh and like you like that, that dude that dude from Inuyasha with the black hole in his hand and you're like what does that mean he's like you're already dead fat ass and then you like start like farting into his nose and it's like it's like it's just like you're jokering the shit out of him they're like huh <laughs> it's like i thought i heard a sneezing unicorn what was that that's the, the oh yeah the sneezing unicorn that's when you get on top of the truck spread, spread your butt cheeks and glitter comes out of your butthole and it's and, and you're like ha and you're poofing it's not fart it's a poof <laughs> oh and the little God. particles the little fairy particles will fall, fall down on the barbecue oh. it's like that's called the sprinkle from the angel dust <laughs> it makes it extra spicy oh my god oh do you want the extra habanero spice and then you oh. get like a ghost person's like now watch me consume this the flakes come out red is it blood or <laughs> is it congealed blood or is it habanero it's like homer simpson in that wax pepper oh no jeff let's get a food truck and go to treveca's campus hey guys welcome to my new amusement park ride the sprinkle sphincter when you get in you might get lost in the brown town or the star of the show be careful sometimes it's known as the brown slip and slide you might go straight down and you're gonna smell all the way it's like in conqueror's bad fur day if you ever played that it's like it's like the great mighty poo, and I'm going to throw my oh god, the goat at you. <laughs> How'd that get in there? It's like, oh Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> There's a goat up your ass. Does the goat come with ambient? <laughs> I don't know Bambi. where this podcast is. Come here, Bambi. Oh my god. Uh. I've been I'm cramping over here. This is amazing. Uh. Let me let me kill you with the last question. Okay. Because I, I, I gotta do it. I like I like I started, I always say things, I end things as positively as I can. When I joined my uh, my YouTube guy, Mr. Ripper, um, I, I I introduced something to his uh, YouTube videos at the very end. I would include like a minute to three minutes of positivity. Like mm -hmm. I, I call it optimistic realism because being like positive it. is kind of toxic these days. Like, oh bro fist, we're all cool, man. It's like 
No, we are all. We, sometimes we're kind of dickheads, but we, you know, it's better. It's about getting better and becoming a better yeah. person. I love it. So it's like always look at the silver lining. Always look at the good things in life. And anytime I'm streaming or anything, I always try to make people feel a little bit more comfortable. So the best way to do this, the best way to ask this is. When, the, whenever we think about the happiest moments in our life, even if we had a lot of like trauma in our lives, you know, trauma excluding, the one time we never really thought of our problems is when we were kids. Mm -hmm. Kids, even if they were like in a bad relationship, bad, bad, you know, parents, whatever, even if they're homeless, they all had that childish innocence somewhere at the root of their life. No matter, like, if sometimes you have to dig to get it. For you, I'd like to ask, when you were a kid. But before you were a teenager, really, you could even include teenager if you can't find one when you're a kid. Something in your life, something deep down inside that changed everything for you as a as a as a person that made you feel like that. You go back on, you look at it, and you you have this like big cheeky grin that never leaves your face, that never leaves your heart. Something that warms you from the inside out that has stuck with you all through your life. It could be a pet that you cherished. It could be a friend that you made that you uh, that left like a year later. It could be uh, just like your mom singing a certain song or like a, like, a, like a smell of apple cider warming up in a big churn, like a witch's cauldron. <laughs> Things like that. Like the, sm the smell of a fresh rain, anything that's just like, do you have a memory like that that's that, from a childhood perspective that's really given you that happiness as you've gotten older and older that you retain, that you hold on to? Yeah, and man, not not to put a negative spin on it, but it's oh, yeah. it, it's one of like the very few rare um rare happy moments that I have with my dad involved. And I, I just remember being six years old and always wanting a dog. But being told, right. Hey, you're never getting a dog. Like we're never gonna have a dog in this house. Mm. But one day, just randomly before Christmas, like I hadn't mentioned a dog in months. Never came up. My dad comes home and like he has this big jacket on. He's got his arm wrapped up like this, so like, I'm, I'm not thinking twice about. it. I'm just thinking he's carrying like some of his stuff from the hospital or you know like some of his files or something because he's a doctor. And I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, you want to guess what I got? I'm like, um, I don't know. And he opens, you know, he opens his jacket and out comes this little teeny tiny dachshund that we had from. <laughs> First grade up until, like, my senior year of high school, uh, right before I graduated, I think, I don't know if somebody took her, I don't know if she wandered off or whatever, but, mm. man, like, you know, she was, like, 17 by that, or no, she was, like, maybe 15 or so by that point, so she lived That's a really good long life, yeah. yeah, but, I mean, man, she went everywhere with me, and <laughs> everybody loved that damn dog, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world to name her after, you know, the baby on The Simpsons, Maggie, because I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. But, you know, it's just like that dog went fucking everywhere with me and really opened the door for me to just, like, be a huge dog person. And like like you said, you rescued your cat. I've rescued my two cats. All my pets now have been rescues. And just, like, it, that opened the door for everything. And when my parents divorced for the last time, she didn't get to come with me, so... She stayed with him because I learned as you get older, the man always keeps the dogs. But, you know, it's like just having that. That was the only reason I even wanted to go to my dad's after the custody split and all that. But, you know, just having that dog just opened up this huge wide world of animal love for me. There you go. See, that, that that's the kind of thing that, that I wanted to always end my questionings on because 
it's like uh, I tell people all the time, they're like, you know, how many animals have you had in the world? It's like, I mean, not all at the same time. I've had probably over 60 cats in my lifetime. Over, right. Like, I've had the four turtles, obviously. Got to name them after the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Of when you're a kid, you're a nerd. It's like, Duh! yeah. Um, I had birds. I had chickens. I had five dogs in my life. I mean, every single animal I've had, I've never gone to like a breeder or nothing. I've always picked them up right. like a strays. I mean, I picked them up like, a, you know, like my dog had puppies. Can someone take them? I'm like, yeah, sure. Take the dog, you know, whatever. Because it, it builds a connection. It and, does. And while you you might have said, I mean, like what it might not like you don't want to be like a Debbie Downer. or don't want to bring the negativity to it. It's like that wasn't negative in the slightest, Flynn. That was actually you saying like everything I've always tried to say optimistic realism you mm-hmm. had a bad situation i don't know it i want to know it one day because that's i mean i like knowing my friends and stuff but yeah it's one of those things where you had a bad situation you had a bad moment with your family you had bad family in general sometimes but you had one thing blossom out of that and that's absolutely that's the kind of message i want people to hear like because you're i know your podcast is big i know that our stuff together is probably big and it's like if we can tell people out there look yeah if I can borrow from uh, uh, one of the greatest actors of all time, in my opinion, um, uh, what was his name? Brandon Lee oh, uh, yes. in, in The Crow. One line he says, it can't rain all the time. That's the truth. It, it certainly can't rain all the time. There's always going to be a little pocket of sunshine somewhere. That's true. It might not be perfect. You know, the flower may be, you know, wilting. The world may be turning a bit gray, but there's always going to be that patch of grass for the deer to eat, for the rabbit to hide in and stuff. And what you provided is exactly that. You gave you gave anyone listening in the ability to understand, look, my life may have had a crappy moment, but if I sift through all the memories, all the all the good mm-hmm. times, all the bad times, I'm going to find good times. Oh, for sure. And that's going to change them. That's like with you. Now you're an animal person because you got lucky with one weirdly random event that could, in your mind, never have happened ever. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like, oh, I have a dog now. And now you're like now i want animals because yep. they actually have a soul they matter you know they're they're like humans except sometimes not as stupid sometimes more stupid depending on what you do with them yeah like a cat at three in the morning it's like why the hell have you decided to wake up put your ass in my face well grateful thank you beautiful ass nice and chunky and funky a little bit you know Ooh, i don't like that get that away from me and then <laughs> go and puke over on the bed do it on the floor why and like you... every normal person at so- at like six in the morning, I come home drunk. Do it on the floor so we can clean it up some more. Why Don't go is... on my bed. What if it's up? What if I dip my toe in? It's like, like I'm dipping a, dipping a chicken nuggie inside a barbecue sauce <laughs> and that big at Burger King. Except it's like the ball pit, and you're getting like the scum off the bottle of the ball pit. It's like, uh, uh, uh. Don't want my kid playing in that. But then you get the cats or the dogs. They're like, you know, we're your best friends. We're gonna follow you everywhere you yep. go. We're literally going to like watch you eat, not beg for the food, but we're going to watch you eat because we want to be a friend for you. They'll watch you like you play a game. It's like, oh, dude, I'm going to sit next to this guy and be like, mm, what are we watching here? This TV stuff? This is stupid. I can't see it anyway. How about we go outside and play ball? <laughs> no, scratch my ear. Okay, I'm, I'm yeah, okay scr- with scr- that. Scratch my ear. I'm okay with that. And then five seconds later, if it's a cat, it's like, get away from me, demon. Stealing my soul. <laughs> Who said you could touch me? Consent. <laughs> and it's like, consent me to more. <laughs> <laughs> cats are freaking weird man but i love you but yeah, i love I, it thank you i i appreciate you answering that I, oh of I want course man appreciate kind of you a... asking it too and then just <laughs> dude bringing like bringing the energy and the comedy to this episode and mm. just over delivering what i promised at the beginning just this was an absolute blast <laughs> and we're just shy of two hours and this thing oh, flew by Lord. man 
Well, I'm gl- I'm glad you got some some good stuff out of it. And oh, uh, absolutely. I'm I'm always happy to be here. Happy to be on anything else you got. I'm more than down for it because I can talk for hours about anything. Of course, and I'm oh, down and... to learn more about your your friggin' backgrounds, your your nerddom. I mean, I see yes, that sir. that beautiful uh, Star Wars. I think it's a tapestry or a painting in the background. It's actually, uh, I'll be honest, it's a shower curtain hanging off my voiceover booth. Okay, listen. I didn't even know they had Star Wars shower curtains. Now my 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 nerd brain is gonna go on overdrive. God help my wallet. Hold on. Do I have it with me? I'm, I was gonna say I was gonna throw that freaking thing across the room. Get that away from me. <laughs> I don't want my credit card getting maxed out tonight. Well, see, here's the bad part. My <laughs> wife didn't know that they had Star Wars shower curtains either until she came home one day and one was hanging up. Listen, I was gonna I was gonna say either A that means you're gonna sleep on the couch tonight or B. Now you're not allowed to have any fun nerd stuff. She's allowed to have fun nerd stuff. You can go to hell because <laughs> all your money is going to what makes her happy. It's like it's like wait a minute, but I love you. It's like I love you too, sweetie. Now give me your credit card. But I love Grey's Anatomy make... more. Yeah, I love Grey's Anatomy, and you may like Invincible, but I'm Invincible here. And she's like, she gives like a dirty look, like she's gonna stab you in the middle of the night. It's like I know where you sleep. It's like yeah, good for you. I sleep in the same bed as you. It's like. Yeah, but one of us farts on your pillows, Flynn. It's like, <laughs> is that why? I thought I woke up with B.O. every day. Why'd you do that? That, like, that would because... explain the pink eye on a couple Christmases back Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I wish I was making that up, but no. Can't... Listen, okay, I got to ask because I, I, I got to get one in. You ha- you made the, you talked about your dad coming home with the, with the coat and mm-hmm. the thing. Can I make a pretty, pretty, pretty pretty bad joke about that real quick no he's terrible do. please do. okay i was gonna say it's like uh you were telling me he's like uh he's coming home he might have files and stuff in there's so like what you got and he's like you want to guess what i have in here son it's like an std from work <laughs> a new virus <laughs> what one new can did you get a human body part dad yay my dad's a serial killer i thought he's dexter woo Yay, he's finally cool! Oh my god! Did you ever hear the Zodiac Killer? Because you look just like him, Dad. Oh my god, my dad's Ted Cruz! No! (laughs) Oh no. Oh, and fun fact too, if you ever want to feel like, if you ever feel like you're a horrible voice actor, give yourself some credit, give yourself a break, and go look up Ted Cruz doing Simpsons impersonations. You'll feel ten times better about yourself afterwards. I was just going to say, go look up Nicolas Cage's whistle. Oh God! Everything Nicolas Cage done, just, just, just like, oh, I could eat a peach for hours. Oh, it's like, no, get away from me, you freak! <laughs> I'm gonna away. steal the Declaration of Independence. I need a peach. Like, oh, uh, listen, listen. Oh, uh, I'm gonna steal the, the the Declaration of Independence. Oh, uh, I'm gonna go play Neo in the Matrix. Mm. He actually was too. Apparently, gonna play Neo in the Matrix. And he, he he turned that down, thank God. Oh God! And then the the one person they fought for was Will Smith, and 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 he turned down, saying, "Um, I don't understand this. This script is stupid." And then he went to make Wild Wild West. I'm like, and that's 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 why the Oscars happened the way they did. <laughs> and then Jada slapped him for turning that one down too and making uh, that one. I, I, I was I, listen, listen. Chris deserves this one. It's all about saying, like, I know, I know, Will would slap me if he could, but I would just like lean back slightly. It's like, yeah, okay, you don't have that distance on you, buddy. But it's like uh, that—that's what really made made his wife bald was they turned down Neo, <laughs> they turned down Morpheus. It's like, it's like, 
like Matt Damon, he at least comes out and says, yeah, the amount of stuff I've turned down to make me money. It's like he was going to be an avatar instead of Sam Worthington. It's like, it's like, man, he turned down that money. Ha oh, no problem. Cause he was bored and he owns it. Will Smith's like, it's like, he turns down money. He cries about it for 10 years and slaps a famous person. Go try that on Ricky Gervais. See what he says about it. <laughs> He'd slap you back and call you like all sorts. He's like, it's like he'd he'd call you names that you never even heard of, kid. <laughs> and he would he'd come back to the Oscars the next year and say, "I thought I was gonna get banned for this, but I'm back for more." I'm back, baby. I'm back. Which one of you assholes in Hollywood wants to be exposed today? <laughs> Jane Fonda, you look you look like a wrinkly old bag of popcorn that got that got nailed by a chimpanzee named Tarzan. It's like, wh why'd you say that? I don't know. Stop hiring me. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> like, what is it going to take to get me fired off this? I'm just seeing what I can get away with. At this point, that's all he's doing. And he's like, oh, I get backlash from everything. But I'm British. It's okay. Because we're all weird. It's like, yeah, it's true. You guys don't know right from wrong. It's okay. But my voice <laughs> sounds so, so lovely. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, capital. It sounds so lovely. So it, wonderful. And your kid's food's supposed to be healthy, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> what, ain't it healthy? <laughs> Listen, listen. You you think that you you Americans have these problems with uh with your with your rednecks as you call them your, your hillbillies? Well, over here we actually have no teeth whatsoever. <laughs> In our genetics, forget about them. The Queen's most of our auntie or uncle. <laughs> we don't know at this point. <laughs> Poor Philip. <laughs> and old Miss Haberdasher down at the corner of the Downton, she. She might be a despondent of the of the Queen's big toe. We don't know. That that's why J.K. Rowling's so upset. She she doesn't want to admit that we all share, share a brother. <laughs> it's why she made Severus Snape so oh, bitter. Oh no no! I'm gonna squeeze that in too. Harry, Harry, what if I can't get it up, Harry? Oh, when Guardian Lovios saw. <laughs> Ronald, what what are you doing, Ronald? Oh oh. oh. You see, people, this is why I preach improv so well, because we did not come in with any script on any of this. We are in the moment, and we are having fun. Oh, now, I'm going to regret it later, because I'm going to cramp trying to stand up from my chair. Yeah, my I'm going to have a headache, too. I get that. I get it. Oh, man. But, yeah, trust me, you're going to be back more than once <laughs> on multiple podcasts, and we have Mercedes Lewis to thank for that. So, Mercedes... Birthday twin, dearest, thank you so much for making this connection. <laughs> She's going to regret it later. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just be like, I'll be like, get Mercy on here, too. I'll, I know how to push your buttons. It's going to be funny. Oh. <laughs> she'll listen to this episode and go, what the hell did I do? What yeah, have she, I done? She'll, she'll be like, Brian, I told you not to say this, not to do that. Be pristine, pre be nice. And I'm like, I was nice. I don't know where you're talking <laughs> I'm about. I'm actually going to message her right now as we're talking. Guess listen. what? Guess what? Jeff's juggling goats. <laughs> he's trying to get in touch with the Force. That's what he's really trying to do. The mitochondria in his body is like, like I will summon the demons from my soul. <laughs> <laughs> the mitochondrians are meeting the midichlorians. Yeah. Now the fandom it's... hates him. That's why he dropped the goat. Oh God. <laughs> don't 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 drop the goat. No, secretly that's what that's that was. Uh, instead of uh, they wanted what was it? Um, Carrie Fisher. 
they, they wanted her uh, body or something to destroy all the Star Destroyers in that one scene in the new movies. I don't remember the scene at all, but I said, I said in my head just now, I'm like, it was secretly just Jeff throwing a goat at light speed. He just, he's just like, I had enough of this shit. I'm done. It was a goat like, disguised as Laura Dern. Yeah, it, it's, it's like if you ever played D and D, it's like the peasant railgun, except the peasant goat gun at this point. It's like a whole bunch of just rebels just show up and start throwing like a goat. And every single step, it gets faster and faster and faster until it gets to Jeff. And he's like, it's finally time. The ultimate party trick. Oh, I hope the Sith Lords love me now. <laughs> it's the Steven Spielberg cut. They're on the salt planet. Jeff oh, touches- oh, no. Oh, no. No, the goat shot first at that point. The go- And then, like, Jeff's head just goes, <laughs> It's the, it's the Ewoks on Endor oh. loading them into the catapults. We've heard of potato guns. Now we've got a goat cannon. And as Jeff, is, as Jeff touches the ground and tastes it, he doesn't say it's salt. He goes, it's goat. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And then all the walkers have been replaced with goats. Yeah, It's like, like oh, what's that over there, Timmy? That's a goat. ATSTs are launching goats through it. No, the ATSTs are goats. No, no, the goats no, 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 they're, they're, no way. And the, see, the only way to defeat them is they're they're like goat pinatas. So you have all the Jedi's like trying to run out, and they don't have like lightsabers. They're just like big light sticks. They start beating the hell out of them, going, "Oh, where's the candy?" And then a bunch of stormtroopers fall out. <laughs> but the only one who can actually break them is Mace Windu. Oh yes, of course. Listen, <laughs> listen, he's. He's the best. Got to got to represent Sam Jackson. Get get these goddamn get these goddamn Jedi on my motherfucking ATAT goat. <laughs> New podcast: Star Wars with hypotheticals. What if there were actually goats? What if they quoted Pulp Fiction when they walked into the Chancellor's <laughs> office? Oh no! This is a tasty goat. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Stew it. Broil it. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, man, I don't know what the hell's going on here. No, no, the Chancellor sits in his seat. Are you offering me a big kahuna burger, Master Windu? <laughs> yes, take the big kahuna burger. It's delicious, then. Something, something, something. Big kahuna. Quarter something. pounder with cheese. Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> Does I he say like a nerf herder? This, this is undercooked. Ah. <laughs> oh no, it's undercooked. And then you have Sith, Sith Lord Ramsey coming. It's Execute Order 66 is the gimp scene. Oh god, no. <laughs> Are you okay? Nah, man. I don't I'm know where my brain okay. just went. <laughs> I don't know where my brain just went, but I'm afraid it's gone for good. Oh, God. Oh, no. Now I just Rest want Mace Windu walking around with that sweet fro and, and sideburn piece. <laughs> my God. Oh, no. I know you hear me. Oh. We have all turned psychopathic. Listen, listen. I just love that that uh, that Sam Jackson, he did that, um, that, that, that that the uh, the lullaby to go to sleep for his kid. Oh my god! Whenever we have somebody go into the chat and when I'm streaming and they're like, I'm gonna go to bed. I'm like, want me to read you a bedtime story? And I'll do the whole thing. I'll, I'll like put on like calming music and I'll read the entire script for 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 that book. And they just start dying. Like I can't go to sleep now. You you bastard! I can't go to sleep. I'm giggling too much. Oh, that's such a good book, though. My God, I read it to my dad. I'm like, you should have read this when I was a kid. He's like, he's like, if I read this when you were a kid, I'd be pissing myself into sleep. I couldn't do it. Oh man, oh. I fear the day my kids discover that story. 
oh, I, I can't wait till I have kids. And then I'd be like, listen, I have the best lineup of books for you. All the all the good fanfics of Twilight, which is Richter Belmont just beating the living piss out of every vampire and wolf boy out there. We have we have uh, Dragon Ball Z. We're not counting Super because sometimes that gets a little bit too spooky by me. I don't understand what's going on there. Poor like Jiren. I'll read them. I'll read them everything that I have on uh, on uh, Yu Yu Hakusho because that anime is gold. Oh, yes! Yeah, you're an anime. You like anime? I got one for you. Go go read. Ha- uh, what is it? Haje no Ippo. I just discovered it a couple months ago. It's a boxing anime about a kid who was bullied, Ooh. and uh, he was so such a little nerd, but he he got bullied every day of his life till he met a a famous boxer. And it's literally you like my comedy? Go watch that anime and then go read the manga. It is it is got the best fight scenes next to Yu Yu Hakusho. And it and it and it literally it's all based on realistic boxing, but obviously hammed up for anime. Of course. But I mean every technique thrown or used is from a famous boxer. Every character is based off famous boxers. Um and it's just like the most heartwarming story ever until you have people like pantsing each other in the shower to compare dick sizes. I mean it is the funniest anime ever. I, I like and their and their comedic time. You want to talk about comedic timing? Old anime has good comedic timing. Oh, okay. God, yes. They had great sound effects, like a, a freaking like you know pantsing someone, and then like you have like a cat meowing because they're like you know Willie's too small. Next guy, an elephant because he's so big. It's like comedic timing, priceless. You can't you can't unsee it. <laughs> oh man, the older we get, the funnier those jokes are. It's so I like great. fart jokes. <laughs> you can't fart anymore, sir. Why not? Your colon's damaged. Watch this, and it's like that's Meatloaf Monday for you. Oh god! Well, it's like in Diablo two when Deckard Cain was put into a cage in Tristram. It's like it's like Deckard Cain here. I was living off of the corn in my shit for five years. <laughs> Those damn skeletons were starving me. I'm the last goddamn Herodrum. This is bullshit. <laughs> Tyrael, Tyrael, oh where god. are you? Oh my god, we've gone off the rails and just stayed off the rails. End it end it before murder happened. Oh god. Yeah, we're at two hours right now, and I think oh if we don't stop it now, I won't have the chance to bring Brian exactly. back on because I will be in the fetal position, dead to the world, on the floor. Call life alert. <laughs> my name is Kyle. Help me. Help me, please. <laughs> like oh. grandma comes over. Hello, Jerry. I heard you need a cookies. Okay, I think we're going to wrap it up right there because now I want some cookies and I'm still recovering from a massive leg day workout courtesy of Physique Factory. Shout out to those guys for helping me get in better shape ahead of the New Year. So we don't need those New Year's resolutions here. We're getting them started in the holiday season, starting off 2023 with a bang. And, well, my cat just joined me on the studio desk here. But guys, that wraps it up for today's episode. That was just part one of having Brian on this show. Trust me, he's coming back for more. And we're going to come back for more next year. Man, that's crazy and corny to say. But next year in 2023, we are back with more quality content, more awesome guests, some big names you've probably heard of, and a whole lot more. So get ready for the full Flynn Hendricks experience, Tales from the Haunt, and a lot more great interviews from myself and just Jeff. So we want to wish you all a happy, safe New Year. If you go out, be responsible. Get a designated driver. Use an Uber. Use a Lyft. Call a friend. Do something. If you're in the area, call me if I'm not asleep, which I'll wake up and come get you. Just be safe and get home safe. 
Have a safe and happy new year. Subscribe, rate, review, share, get some merch, and come back next week for some awesome quality content. Happy new year, and I know you hear me. The I Know You Hear Me podcast is a presentation of Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. We thank you for tuning in this week, and we hope you'll check out our sponsors and advertisers. Make sure you check us out next week as we come back at the same time with another awesome episode.